I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 125, World Class, with the Juice, which is myself and Sretton. He's that bozo over there, whichever way it is. I don't know how it is on these things. We have two very, very special guests. They are the World Tag Team Champions for MLW. That's Major League Wrestling. They are Ross and Marshall Vaudery. That's right. That's right. That was the greatest intro ever. I got chills. I don't know if you can see him right now. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, Shoot. (laughs) We need to do our intro. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm totally down anytime, man. Oh, man. So, how you boys doing? Pretty good. We just got back from the gym, taking it. We uh, went swimming a little bit, just taking it easy today. Getting ready for just another day for us. Looking forward to the restart, you know, and getting back in the ring a little bit. So, just trying to stay in shape. Cannot wait. Speaking yeah, of the restart, fun. I mean, Court's been working his ass off to secure uh, like distribution or TV rights deals uh, on various streaming platforms. Um, so you guys, MLW is going to be all over the place like never before, uh, which oh, is yeah. very cool for you guys. And uh, Sretton and I are huge fans of the product. Um, you know, as I was telling you guys off air, uh, I was there when you guys won the tag team championships. I've every, pretty much every show they've done in Cicero, I think, except for one i've been to and it's it's a great time um yeah. a great crowd and mlw i love like that they call the show fusion because it is it's it's a mix of right. all these different styles of professional wrestling and they just there's something that draws me in and makes me feel like it is its own unique beast but it there's something throwback about it i just yeah it, it reminds me of like maybe watching i'm not saying it's straight up like wcw or anything like that but i just i get those vibes of watching a different product that's on a, a different level from everybody else. Like even like yeah. ECW was back in the day, you know, like yeah. you know you're watching wrestling, but it just, it feels something feels really, really special about it. And yeah, that's how I feel about MLW. We've been fortunate enough to have a plethora of uh, talent on the show and adding you guys is, <laughs> it's just another feather in our cap. So thank uh, you boys. Awesome. Man, that's awesome. And I totally agree with you. That guy, Corp, Man, he's he he was kind of a he was just a he was like a savior to us in a way. He came in at just like an awesome time, and uh, gave us something that, that you know that was more than we could ask for. We wanted to stay in Hawaii, and 
still wrestle, but we weren't sure if that was in the cards. You know, we, we, we weren't going to go to WWE. And then this came and it was, did, it you, was did just, WWE offer something to you guys or they, they, they offered us a tryout, a tryout. And um, it was like a week before we went, we both talked to each other and, you know, it's 350 nights out of the year. It, it can be up to be that. And, and, you know, family to us is, is, is important coming from my dad's story and stuff. And, and so we, we really, I think family is more important, especially in this time. And we got a lot of nieces and nephews, got kids, wives, and, you know, and, and have, have to move out. There would be a pretty big change. It probably would have been just us too. So we, we really thought about it. And then, you know, MLW came out, came up at the perfect timing was court and, it was, it was just, it, it like, it restarted everything for us. Like it, it, we wanted, we felt like we've finally gotten to a point where we could, we, where we want to show what we have and show what we're made of. And they came at the, the perfect time. We've never been hungrier, but court, the kind of guy he is, like you were saying, he's just always busy, always, always trying to make things happen for MLW. And he's uh he's like the best leader to have in the locker room. He'll give us like pump up speeches before shows. Like all of us is like, a, it's like a football team. Yeah, thing. really. And you like want to run through a wall for the guy. <laughs> every guy, every guy in there really does love him, has a relationship with him. And he lets everybody be themselves. He doesn't, there, there's not, he's not telling you who to be or, or who to act like. And so I think that's why it has that organic, like old school, fusion of everything like a mix of everything either the, the the luchadors you know they bring japanese guys uh, you have the big giants like fatu simon gotch tom uh, tom lawler the, these technical technical fighters low-key a guy that we've always looked up to oh, but, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and, and then you got the generation guys pillman the hearts it, it, smith it, it's it's yeah. really, it's really a great, awesome place to be and, and to throw you guys in the mix and it makes it even better and that's that's another key element i believe uh with MLW is uh, you mentioned traditional guys, you know, or, or like generational guys yeah. and, and like that tradition of uh, we talked to a wrestler by the name of Mecha Wolf. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him uh, yeah. uh, last yeah. week. And, you know, he's talking about the differences in cultures in uh, Puerto Rico and, and Mexico, the wrestling cultures and in Mexico, you know, Lucha Libre is very sacred. And he's like, you know, if I'm a wrestler, I'm a luchador odds are my sons and their sons are going to follow suit. You know, it's, it's yeah. taken very yeah. seriously. Yeah, that's just how it is. And, and, and in the States and beyond, as we're all aware with like the Hart family and stuff, the, uh, there's a lot of wrestling families. And man, it, you guys are like top tier when it, it comes to the Von Erics. And so yeah. for you boys to be doing your thing and serving your family proud and kind of, you know, turning uh, the, tra the tragic story into a more positive, putting a more positive spin on it, which is fucking awesome, by the way. Um, I appreciate it's, that. Yeah, man, thanks for saying that. Honestly. Yeah, that, that's exactly exactly what's what's going on. That's we, what we're shooting for. That's what we're shooting for. Our, our family, we, we, we didn't pick our last name. And so, you know, the right. beginning of our career, um, and we went to Japan, uh, they, 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 they don't want you to be entitled. If you feel entitled at all, they'll beat it out of you. Oh, and yeah. So we, 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 we know that our name is just a blessing. And, but we feel like by honoring it, by honoring it, we have to at least go out there and go as hard as we can because my grandfather, my dad, all of his brothers, they fought, they fought with this last name under, under the name Von Eric. And, and so it, it's like a, it's like a thing we take with like honor. And we, we, we just don't want to, between us, it sounds bad, like uh, shame our family, but we want to put their hard work to shame. Well, what, what they all like all the buildings that they sold out. The first time we made a event, it rocked us like just mentally, like, well, we're, people are here to see us and it just changed changed yeah. wrestling for us because we were we had to wrestle like main eventers and in japan the main events were crazy and that was all we knew these guys were you know like going to the hospital after matches and stuff and so yeah. we were just like we got to give it everything we have and 
and it's it's just been nothing but just fun. I get to do it with my brother too, so it's it's a it's a it's an awesome time. And, yeah, and that's tight. Like I and I love it. I love you know the family vibes I get, man. Like I said, and putting that positive spin because it is, dude. I mean, you guys in your family, it's such a great. I mean, it's been documented in the you know dark side of the ring, and you had uh what WWE years ago had the what the rise and fall of WCCW yeah, yeah. world class. Um, it, it's a great story up until you get until all the bad stuff. We're not going to go in that because we're not here for that. You know, everybody knows that it's we're here to yeah, yeah. highlight you guys who are doing so well. But I I just I love the family thing, the family vibes. That's where it's at, man. I mean, and but real you, recognize you know, is real, and you guys are putting it out there, and and you can tell uh, it's like you said. Um, Guys like uh, Brian Pillman Jr. are doing the same thing. You're not living yeah. off of the name. You, you have the name. I mean, it certainly helps. It helps get eyeballs on you. But yeah. after that, it's up to you guys to exactly. do the rest, you know. And exactly. 100%. Yeah. The name can, can only do so much. And, and you know, one thing, too, uh, it's just been it's it's been crazy doing it with my brother. And my dad's story, it is heavy and it's, and it's pretty nuts. But one thing it did for, for him, you know, he said, he said, death can do two things to a man. It can, it can harden you towards the world and harden you towards other people, make you critical, or it can just soften you up and make, make you compassionate towards people who suffer. And that's one thing my dad is definitely like, but we're blessed to have a good dad. That's it. Some people don't, some people do. And we have so much respect for men without dads. Cause you know, dad is a, it's, it's a, it's a big role to play in your life. And, and to, to have a man that, you know, teaches us to, to really not hold grudges, let things go. It's not worth it. You'll never know when you'll see each other again, you know? And so that, that that's made us kind of just take, not take life for granted to everywhere. Try not to live, you know, look too far in the future, look too far behind you. Just live in the moment and enjoy it. Just trying to make the most of every situation. Cause we look back now, some of the time we were in Japan, you know, we were doing, we were traveling all over the place, seeing such cool things, but we were kind of, you know, when you're young, you, yeah, when you're young, you tend to focus more on, ah, uh, you know, I, I'm homesick, you know, this isn't that great, whatever, but it's just, but it just, just helped us remember together that we're just always going to look for the good and everything, yeah. you know, it's good to have each other, to keep each other accountable to that. The next three months we went, we looked at it with a different perspective and it was like actually fun. Like we were like, let's go to Tokyo, Dome. let's walk around this, you know, let's, we just did all these things that we've wanted to do instead of, you know, focusing on our circumstances right now i have to do this tomorrow i have because I'm, I'm a stressed person i can get stressed out easy and so it's i gotta think like this so i can relax and be care care carefree but you know care, i'll care when i need to <laughs> yeah and that's dude that's i totally get that that's the same way i live and uh you know not a lot i don't share really my personal story a lot of people but uh you know me growing up i i had a kind of a tragic upbringing and a lot of crazy stuff going on as well and um, that's, I really identify with like how your father has handled it. I mean, that's priceless wisdom, you know, to live in the moment yeah, and be compassionate um, towards those who are, who are good to you and to everybody else. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I try to live my life like that every day and it, you know, it could be very trying cause there's a lot of people in the world that want to test that and that yeah, aren't yeah, worth your yeah. time, you know, and I've, oh, yeah, really, man. you know, you, you guys probably ran to the same thing, you know, when you're in high school and you got your clique and your group of friends and it's like, Hey, we're, you know, ride or die till the end. And then once you start getting up there a little in age and after high school, you start to notice that circle just dwindles and dwindles yeah, down. Oh, absolutely. And the yeah. people that were your brothers and sisters, at least what you thought they ain't there anymore for whatever reason, but they ain't up That's on the so real. True. They, ain't, you know, they're always stuck on stupid as I like to call it or, some drama or some BS instead of just progressing and moving forward. And that's, it's all up here. It's all up in your mind, you know? That's and, so uh, true, man. 
And only, only, the only way to learn that is experiencing, you know, experiencing pain and, yeah. and war. And, you know, you've obviously been through it. And so that, oh, yeah. that, that really is, that's awesome advice too. That, that's yeah. an awesome way to live. So um, when you guys, when you guys started uh, actually wrestling, I mean, was it something you guys, I mean, I know you, you are the product of the environment, so to speak. Uh, you guys had to have grown up maybe wrestling around with your dad. I mean, was after everything was said and done, he was retired. Um, was it something that he kind of did with you guys or was he just a little, you know, like, oh, I'm going to leave the wrestling kind of out of my life for a little bit or. He, he was like that. I mean, he, he didn't want to force us into anything at the time. We're playing football and stuff, but nice. we both, we both loved wrestling and we both loved wrestling. We'd always wrestle with each other and stuff. And we would watch my dad's tapes and, 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 you know, we were, we were wrestling fans at the time. And so it, it was kind of forced. He didn't force it on us. We forced it on him to, you know, to take us to a WWE show. And that was one day, one day we, he took us to a WWE show or WWF show at the time. And, um, it was like the attitude era. And I remember the night before, uh, undertaker hung boss man. And so I was like, I saw boss man walk by and my dad, uh, my dad, you know, he didn't tell us anything about the business. I was like, he he died yesterday. I was just freaking out. You know, I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) Zombie. Yeah. And then it was undertaker walking up to my dad and seeing how much respect he had for my dad and I hugged him and like embraced him. I, I was like, it just changed my whole thought process on who my dad was. Cause my whole life that people would come up in Texas and say, I was a huge fan growing up, but it didn't seeing somebody that, that I, I looked up to as a wrestler, uh, you know, show my dad that respect. It kind of just clicked. Like maybe my dad knows what he's talking about. You know, I want to start listening to this guy. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know? and, and so it's, it's, he's, he's, he's been such a, he's just been such a rock in, 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 in our career. And he's, he's never tried to force really anything on us. You know, this is something that we, that we wanted to try other things. We loved it. And we wanted to try other things. And there was kind of like destiny. It just came out of nowhere. Like we it was the only door that was open. And so we had to go through it and it, this, it slowly came together. We grew the whole time during it. At the beginning, we were awful at it. We were super green and, and it, it was, uh, that was a tough pill to swallow to not to be good at something. Cause you know, we we're always good at sports or something. And I was like, man, why, why can't I get good at this? Like that was a great match. Wasn't it? And you get back and the, the, the boss is no terrible. Sorry. Japanese. They'll tell you, it'll tell you if it's bad. And so it was just a lot of painful growing, growing pains. And then when we finally uh, got to Texas and we started working with actual like crowd noises and crowd sounds, Japan put, uh, pounded the fundamentals in us yeah. and let us learn that stronger style that we like we like to watch but you can you know you can involve it with the wrestling you see but uh (laughs) you know as different as everything seems this holiday season one thing still holds true year after year everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the ohio lottery and with tickets available from one to twenty dollars they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older so stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift giving give scratch-offs from the ohio Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Kind of just changed for us there. We went to Texas and the crowd actually reacted to us coming out and to moves. And we're like, whoa, this is weird. This is different. I got to can't just stand there and look at them when they make that sound. I got to like move my body or something. So then we started really like just like doing what felt natural. And then it's it's starting to finally roll together. Yeah, the whole thing has just been one big growing experience. Just. We've just been experiencing it together. You know, it makes us closer as a tag team and his brothers. And, you know, he's seen all the same stuff I've seen, just been on in, in all these tents. 
situations, you know, these, these, you know, nights where you have to perform and it's just, you got the same stories. Yeah. You, you can't know, tell a story without having no, yeah. and it just going, being in the fire with somebody, you know, and it just helps you just appreciate that person so much more. And so yeah. it even just, you know, it just even more makes us appreciate our dad and everything he kind of, yeah. you know, went through and went without for so long and that he's dealing with it without, you know, being, you know, negative and really, yeah. you know, begrudging or whatever to, to wrestling. When you're going through like a family crisis or, or something's kind of going on and you're in a different country and there's nothing you can do about it, you don't have Wi-Fi, you can't use your phone, you know, and you're not going to talk to a family member in like a week or so, was weird as a weird comforting feeling is going to a show and knowing that your dad, your grandfather worked in that building in that country it, that feels so far away, you know, and it's just like, it's almost like I'm supposed to be here. You know, that, that's been, that's been a realization a lot of times. And it just makes you, I've, I've, I've fell in love with my dad more when I got home and I was away from him and got right. home and it's like, man, you experienced all that stuff and lost your brother. Like I, I got one and I couldn't imagine, you know, and yeah. him, to lose yeah. all of them. It was just heavy. I mean, is it, and is that something that kind of maybe, how would I phrase this? Um, <clears throat> but you guys going through these experiences now and getting to do what uh, your dad and your uncles did and your grandfather, um, is that something that maybe your dad has talked to you about? Like, as far as like you say, you guys come back from Japan or whatever, and he's seen the progress, especially where you guys are at now. I mean, tag champs of uh, a major uh, promotion and kind of been like maybe <clears throat> reliving a little bit of that or seeing that spark that was there with him and, and his brothers and, and dad through yeah, you guys oh, and seeing it like almost kind of vicariously living through. And I know he's done some stuff with you guys on some shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, has it, he ever said anything to you about that? Like, Holy shit. Like, you know, yeah, yeah he, lo no, it's crazy. Yeah. He's having, it's, like, it's like exactly what you think. Yeah. You know, when he's, he's, he's having as much fun as you can possibly have when we get home, like, it, it, and we're, we're talking about how the show went and stuff. He's just there. And he's like, yeah, he's, he's kind of, He's like the most engaged listener you've ever spoken yeah, to. Yeah, he's like, like right in your grill, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he wants to know every detail and stuff. And that, that, that's, it, it's, it's, it's awesome to retell it because then he's, not, he's also not afraid to tell you what you did wrong. If we watch the match together, it's almost like we got to keep pause. We can't watch the whole thing because he wants to, hey, that was great, this. But, you know, he wants to change it up or whatever. But it, it, we needed that. But now we're actually – since MLW, we've been, he's actually just watching it and enjoying it with us. And it's, it's been, it's been, it's made us even closer, you know, especially even doing promos together, going outside and working together. We're like laughing oh, yeah. super hard the whole time. We have so many bloopers. It's crazy. I love the, I speak of the promos. I love the, this one uh, MLW did when you guys were at the uh, side of the sportatorium. I got oh, fucking yeah, chills, man. dude. Like you just had, was, had the bare feet in the moment. grass. You, I mean, it's so organic. I like seriously. Now nah, I'm getting goosebumps, man. It's <laughs> oh, fucked man. up. Oh, uh, it, it's just you know. I mean, I'm 38. I'm gonna date myself, whatever. I always do. Um, so I I just remember being a little kid, and I got into rest pro wrestling when I was like five, and uh, reading all the magazines, and you know, getting uh, familiar with WCCW and, and the Von Erichs and the Freebirds and all that, and so much history. And I'm such a big fan of that. Um, to see a promo that was cut like that, it was like, it almost puts you in tears, you know? And it's like, yeah, and not, yeah, and not in a sad. negative way. It's like, it's just like, dude, this is so fucking awesome. I'm going to cry about it. If you say anything, I'm going to get you. Uh, yeah. Dude, you get those vibes. So kudos to court and the guys for, you know, having, having you guys put that together. Cause that, man, that's so cool. Yeah, and like, man. what was that like? Cause I know it's gotta be so cool for your dad to look at you boys now and be like, man, 
you know, to, like I said, going back to putting a, a positive spin on, you know, such a tragic tale and for him to kind of almost re relive that whole wrestling oh, experience yeah. now through you two. Uh, what was it like though, to kind of be on those like hollowed grounds? And I'm sure have you guys, had you ever been there before that with your old man or. We've driven past it a couple of times when we were younger, but that was, they yeah. got it on tape that on tape. That was the first time we we're all three there together. And it was a real moment, you know, they, they, so they powerful, were filming man. before we even knew it and you know, they just kept it, but it was, yeah, we were just sitting there and we were just looking at each other. And my dad said, after we're leaving, he was like, to know if I could have, if I could have known when I was in my lowest low that my sons were going to, you know, to main event in Dallas one day. And he's like, it, it would have, you know, it had been promising at the time. He, he thought that he could never thoroughly like fully enjoy again. You know, he right, was hurt right. so just bad. Just enjoy life. Yeah, just in general. Yeah, now mm -hmm. it's too late. I can't enjoy anything ever again. So, but, but you know, it, it's, it's changed now. His family's tripled, you know, he has 20 mem members in his family and everybody loves the guy like crazy. You know, we're, Everyone takes care of him here. We got we're all in one property, and uh, we we all pay his bills. He lives for free. We and, and, you know, he deserves. <laughs> He's earned it. it. He's yeah. earned it. <laughs> That's so super awesome, man. Super cool. Uh, so I I remember seeing you guys back in the day because I want to back up a little bit when you guys were talking about you know, you know having your dad watch you and maybe critique you, um, and I'm assuming train you guys a little bit. Um, I'm I would assume he'd have to be the first one you guys went to, right? Like, hey, train yeah, us, definitely. like. Dad, you're gonna yeah. do it, or I'm gonna go somewhere. So no, no, yeah, he he he's always like wrestled with us in anyway, especially being younger. But it was you know it was like more of an amateur wrestling. But then uh, yeah, as we got into pro wrestling, he would fine tune stuff mostly. Because yeah, I remember yeah, growing up. Go ahead. Oh yeah, you know I mean growing up, you know he he wrestles with his kids. You know where he's and even in high school, he would always come at me like that, and I knew okay he's gonna lock he wants to lock up. Yeah, you know it gets me in a headlock, and it's just it's. It's been kind of like that throughout all our life, you know. So yeah. it's always been a natural thing. You're in a line at Walmart, and he's like, "Yeah, he's wrenching your arm," and he's like, "Sell it." You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's working, yeah, like that. yeah, that's awesome. Um, but like, going getting into like the growth and the growth I've seen from you guys in ring is uh, phenomenal because I remember seeing you guys. And it's had to have been a number of years now uh, back in Impact uh, when it was still yeah. TNA. And you guys, yeah. I think did you guys did two things there, right? Because you guys did the slam anniversary when they did it in Dallas. And I thought there yeah, was something we did, else. We did uh, two matches in Orlando for a TV tape. We did two days in a row. We uh, It was uh, James Storm and Manic at the time. Uh, he was Manic at the time at CJP. Uh, TJP. TJP, yeah. And then uh, we wrestled uh, uh, Mr. 420 and was it Mr. 420? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, 450. Measure 450. <laughs> 420. Oh, yeah, 450. And then uh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. He's a bald guy that worked for Impact, but he's an awesome guy, an awesome worker. And he's like, I know he. I I know his name so well, I can't remember it right now. But, yeah, we, we did two matches, two tag matches, and it was a lot of fun. And we were going to work with Impact after that, but they couldn't uh, – they couldn't do the Hawaii thing and he wanted to move. I think it was in Tennessee at the time. Oh yeah. yeah. So this was when Dixie Carter was still running. That's right. Yes. Yeah. It was when Dixie yep. was in there. She tried, whatever. I'm not going to. She tried. Yeah. But uh, I think they're in better hands now. Do you guys watch anything else other than MLW and WWE? Kind of watch just, just MLW right now. I mean, it's, I mean, we, 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 we watch other stuff. We like, we love, um, like especially pro wrestling, Noah, the old stuff. We, we like watching it now. We love, yeah, we love anything, anything Japan, New Japan, and stuff. They got and, that tourney um, coming up. Uh, 
Well, I think yeah. it's yeah, it's this week, so that that'll yeah. be a fight and stuff. But but we 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 think it's always good to to you know to watch watch what wrestling's producing. We always watch the other tag teams for all the promotions. You know, we just keep our eye out for everybody, and you know, and we're always trying to get better. And so yeah, we're pretty much watching whatever wrestling's on. I'm not like anti um, AEW or anti WWE. I mean, I'll watch it if it's on, but yeah. I'm not setting my setting my timer or, set, or setting a clock to go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel it. <laughs> Is there a tag team out there that you guys really really want to lock it up with? Man, uh, we made a really good friend in Japan, um, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix and Pentagon. We, we, it was before we knew he was a tag team or anything, but it was, um, it was actually before he had a really big name, but we were like, I've, I've, I've never used the word, like the term I hit it off with somebody, but like, we like, we, we there was such <laughs> yeah. a language barrier right there, but we were the <laughs> best of friends. Like we, we were, we, leave, we were leaving to go to the airport. He rode with us just to go with us to the airport. And we we're just like all emotional, like I love you, man. Bro. We, and there was such a bad language barrier. It was all yeah, like, it was so and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we played like chat roulette yeah, one night. And, yeah, yeah we, we all bonded and like couldn't even speak the same language. Yeah. It was so cool. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. Very awesome. That'd be one hell of a match, man. Lucha Bros versus the Von Ericks. No, he's a freak athlete, man. Oh, he's, man. He's, yeah, he's just a, he always has been. He really is. He really he's is. one of the so best. Awesome, and I've you guys threatened, I've said a million times on this show uh, like I think him and Penta, he's he's more the athletic freak, and Penta's more of the the storyteller. Um, yeah, yeah. But I dude, agree. Phoenix is gonna go down as like this generation's uh, Rey Mysterio, in my opinion. Yeah, you know? he he, he, he can do it all. He and he's like the guy's fearless. He's not afraid of anything. And he deserves it absolutely. Yeah, 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 for sure. So impressive. So growing up, I mean, I know your guys, your family was so athletic. I mean, all these guys were were just jacked beyond belief for the most part. Great, great athletic background, whether it comes to, you know, uh, sports in high school and football and all that stuff. Was there anything else outside of wrestling that you wanted to do maybe a little more? Or was it just always like, hey, we're, we're going to do the wrestling gig? Did you ever did you guys go to college or anything for football or? Yeah, well, we both we both were gonna. Uh, I was pursuing discus. Um, I, I threw uh, discus in high school, and I was the state champion my senior year, and uh, or I had the yeah. I was I was number one in the state, and then we I went to the meet and I got like second or third. But I, I'm lying. I remember I got third. I was for sure third. But, but, uh, oh come on now. <laughs> yeah, I got beat by two two feet. By yeah, it, it was it was it was it was a bad meet, but. Um, and we also played football. I, I, I stopped after high school. Cause right after high school, I went to Noah and he was in the, he was in the middle of, uh, of the process of college football, but he left right at the beginning too. So it was kind of like a, yeah, never, never, time. never played an actual down, you know, but I, it, my whole life growing up, it was just, we had a football in our hand. We were always, you know, playing tackle football in the front yard or whatever. Well, Texas. I mean, you, you know, you're talking yeah, about football, exactly. yeah, like, know. Come on. Oh, yeah. And that, that's how you're, you're raised. But I mean, my dad, my dad, football is my dad's first love. That's what he told us in the beginning. So football is going to be your first love. And you're, I hope it's not your first heart heartbreak. But yeah, you have senior year, you got to go through that. You know, I've, man, I'm not going to, not going to the NFL. You know, I, I believed it for way too long. Like, even <laughs> really? while I was wrestling. I was like, so that, day, that was something day. you still wanted to do? You saw yourself in the NFL then? Um, I, I, I just, I, but I was never as good as I wanted to be. Like, I was, we were both like, we can uh, we can like out bench a lot of the linemen. We're strong. We could outrun some of the skilled guys. We could jump higher, but like our our bodies didn't like fit. Like I don't know. I was I wasn't big enough to be like a lineman. I was perfect size for a linebacker, but I didn't have that speed. It was just I was just weird setting. And then when I found wrestling, I was like, well, all my weird attributes like make sense now. I can yeah. jump high. <laughs> I can throw stuff far. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it, it all made sense. <laughs> That's cool. I got a I got a couple of questions here that you know when we posted that we we're gonna cut this episode with you guys. Um, I asked people if they had any questions, so I, I got two that are from Twitter that I wanted to ask you guys, and cool. you know maybe they'll get super stoked that they're they got a little rub from the JP Dub and the Von Air. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is from this first one is from John Roberts at Big Sixty Eight LA Big Sixty Eight La. Aside from your dad, the biggest influence in your life and career, and the other, I guess the other question, you know, proper grammar, folks, come on, it helps. And your career defining match to current. So I'm going to reword this for him. Uh, Aside from your father, who is the biggest influence in your life and your career? And what's the most defining match of your career? Okay. Um, For me, for me, it was a singles match that I had. I was wrestling uh, Kinsuke. He used to be a, he used to be one of the uh, the road warriors, I guess, in WCW, the Japanese one. Um, oh, Kinsuke Kinsake. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I remember that. Like, yeah, he teamed up with the like with uh, that was when I'm trying to now I might get this wrong, but I think uh, when Hawk and Ammo kind of s- split for yeah. a little bit. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Hawk went to Japan and formed it with them, or that's right. And then they oh. came back to America. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I was. Um, it was a night that guy. Like uh, we got to Japan and we weren't wrestling yet. And I got to watch this guy for three months just just dismantle people and just like murder young boys. <laughs> and I was just and young boys just, are dead. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was. He was just like he's built like a rock. He really doesn't. He doesn't move when he gets chopped. And and, um, and so it was uh, our second our second tour to Japan. We're actually wrestling and. It was, we were like uh, wrestling like 12 days in a row and I was just, I was so exhausted and uh, we looked on the, the board and I had the night off and I was like, dude, I got the night off. What? I was like so happy. Like, Lucky <laughs> you. And we're all laughing and stuff. Yeah, about I, it. I had Nakajima that night. He had so. Nakajima, which I was like, oh, bad for him. It was hard to yeah, make yeah. good move. And then uh, the next day, uh, I was like, what if I have night, the night off again? And then I saw why I had the night off is because I had Kinsuke in a singles match, semi-main event. And I was, a you know, 19 and greener than grass yeah greener than grass and so <laughs> i was like oh shoot and it was actually uh the, the first time that i was like actually like, genuinely scared i was scared i was young you know and i was just i was what am i gonna do this is like a grown man and i'm not i feel like i'm still a kid <laughs> you know? it's, it's like a grown <laughs> it's like a grown-up. yeah he's like i'm like fighting a grown-up Whoa. So, <laughs> so yeah it was just a, a super scary feeling and then i remember i was walking out walking out to the uh to the or to the entrance and and I don't mean to get like preacher or anything, but I, I said a prayer and I was just like, all right, all right you, Lord, you've, you've made this man and you made me 
prove your prove your power by by just make me not scared. I'm gonna trust you right now, and I'm just gonna fight as hard as I can. And it was just the the fear turned off. I was just try, focusing on not being afraid, and I was just like, I was so pumped. I must have been that like testosterone puberty coming down from puberty or whatever. But <laughs> I was like emotional. I had tears in my eyes. Yeah. I, was, I was like crying, but like mad. And so right when the bell rang, I was just. Uh, I just went as hard as I could. I ran up, ran up to him with a boot. As, like, I hit him as hard as I could. I knew I watched this guy just like murder young boys. And I was a young guy. I, they said, treat us, treat the virus like young boys. They want, they want to get, um, their father specifically said, train them as young Japanese wrestlers. And my dad was throwing us to the wolves, but it was good for oh, us. Yeah. But, uh, and so like, I remember kicking him and it was just the snuggest, stiffest match I've ever had in my life. And he was sitting there ringside and, uh, I was fighting as hard as I could. And, um, the, the, I could tell, like he started, um, he started like, he started selling for me, which was a really big deal. He didn't, I've never seen him sold for anybody. And I just kept coming back, kept coming back. I gave him a slap and I was just like, I'm not afraid to scream. I'm not afraid of you. And I hit the ropes and booted him or whatever. And yeah, we had a, he gave me one of his finishes, his clothesline. It was supposed to be his, his, uh, finish. And he gave me a real big lariat, um, a real big Larry and my brother. I remember I was looking at my brother, but I did like a lawn chair. I landed, I landed directly on top of his head and my lawn chair. Legs yeah. get, but as I was laid over, I was making eye contact with my brother and I was like, it looks sick. And he was like, so sick. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I remember like, and he's like, best match ever. This is your best match ever. And I, and I just like, that just motivated me even more. And uh, he let me kick out of it. That was supposed to be the finish. And then he gave, he told me to, to, um, and I not only kicked out, but I like no sold. I got right up and screamed in his face, and then he finished me real quick. But, <laughs> but that was a that was a uh, a chain or a moment where like I think wrestling changed for me that you know these aren't men, these aren't these aren't these are men, but you're a man too, and you know it, it's to the people you know you're a gladiator, you know fight like one, and 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 it just it really it helped me to believe my when I'm in there, I'm really believing that I'm in a fight and that I'm a fearless. Hercules. That's what I'm, that's the mindset I'm trying to go for. You know, that's what I'm trying to go for. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for me, it was good. That was changing for me. For, for, for me, as far as career defining match, um, I might, I might even have to say it would be either our, our debut at MLW or, yeah. or maybe when we won the titles, I think it was just like, there's, there was so much leading up to that, you know, and to, to find to that, to, for that to finally happen was just like, we had no idea we were, that we were, yeah, even, we're like, Hey, we're just happy to be on the team. You know, you, you know, you don't owe us anything, you know, like, we, we were just, freaking out with each other. Like we're the, uh, we're the fourth match right now. Whoa, Whoa, we're not like, like, we're not like the opening match. Yeah. What? yeah. yeah uh-huh. so it was tripping us. We, we were in Texas, you know, we were main eventing and stuff, but you know, but Texas has, uh, we have deep roots in Texas and it's, but, um, like pretty easy to get over believe. yeah we i could i didn't think anybody was going to know us in new york i didn't know anything about it, especially milwaukee but chicago i was like oh shoot there's a huge arena and like nobody knows that and to, to hear that people were actually behind us was like unreal that was really like yeah the motivation that gives you is is just it's crazy like the the feeling of someone just like pulling for you believing in you yeah. you're just like you want to give it everything you got for that one person, even like, if it's just one person, like going, you know, I, all I, out for it. it's more motivating than someone not like having haters or whatever. Someone not believing in you and saying you're, you, you can never accomplish that. Like that doesn't get to my head as much as someone actually like believing in me. It's like, no, this guy's the future. It makes me want to like, it's just a different kind of pressure, you know, that you want to, that you want to meet, you know, exactly. it's, it's good pressure for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, like I said, I was there for that. And I, I was totally pulling for you guys. And, <clears throat> and not to yeah, sound so uh 
to sound rude or anything, but I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, as a wrestling fan and not trying to be a smart mark. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know which way they were going to go with it. So when you guys won, I was like, I had that buckwheat look stare like, holy shit, my eyes got all big. I was yeah, like, man, dude, like so they yeah. want it, man. And and you guys come out, dude, I'm, I'm sorry, but I love the, you guys got like the version of a Ted Nugent stranglehold yeah. when you come out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, get down. Even though my, that was my dad's ring entrance and he came out like probably 6,000 times to it. Anytime that song would come on the radio when we were as kids, he'd just crank it to the max and yeah. he'd the drums on the, on the dashboard and we're all bang, head banging in the back seat. <laughs> it's always been like a, a family yeah. song. Yeah, that song never gets old. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. My dad always no, said, it's great. Song never gets old. <laughs> It's great, man. It's it's definitely a classic, and it it, it suits you guys well, man. I I, I love it. It, it that was so awesome because we we've been having trampoline matches that song since we were like six. <laughs> yeah, oh, since I was looking to remember. Yeah, yeah. we did That's the whole cool. entrance and yeah. yeah. And oh, it's man. also cool. I mean, it's got to be awesome, like you're saying, for you guys to realize, you know, coming to Chicago, which is. You know, you're talking Texas, you talk New York, and if you want to go old school in like the territory days, there's a lot of different hot spots. Um, but I, I think especially even now, you know, with AEW kind of really firmly laying their roots into Chicago, there's a lot of great independent Chicago promotions um, yeah. and MLW coming out here frequently that to have that crowd receive you guys. I mean, you like Marshall, like you were saying, you didn't know how you were going to be over in Chicago. I mean, you were in like Flynn, dude. I mean, the Chicago fans are pretty smart and they're some of the smartest. There's always like these, like, you know, the Philly fans and the Chicago fans about who's more passionate and Chicago as a whole with all of their sports. I mean, yeah, no, football, basketball, is. baseball, you know, like shit is rabid and it, it was intimidating. Yeah, no, no, they, that's exactly why it was so big to us. You know, yeah, we knew that going in, like, this is a, we're watching Chicago matches of like, before we get there and it's like, you can't wrestle, you know, like, <laughs> like, like the stuff you don't want to hear. Like, oh, yeah. man, oh, here man. we go. These, these, these are some smart fans. I can get out without one of those. You know? Yeah, but to hear that they're pulling for us, it was just like we, we were in our hotel room after the match. And we're like, dude, like, it was just crazy. We kept looking at each other for laughing, you know, like, you can't believe that she weren't. Yeah, 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 that was unreal. Uh, that was the happiest eight-hour flight home. And it's like 12 hours. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I was I had a big fat grin on my face the whole way there. Yeah. What's your guys' uh, – so out of everywhere you performed, at least within the States, what's uh, your favorite place? I mean, I know Texas got to be up there for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Texas, it, just because of the passion and the, and the people and stuff. But honestly, Chicago. Chicago has become our new – like one of our new favorite places that, that we thought the venue was just like – that that, that venue yeah. is so sick. But the it's people, awesome. Yeah, the people are so awesome. Like, they're just, like, they all know the wrestling history. They all, like, love wrestling so much. And it's, like, the it's like some of the same fans every time in Chicago. It's, like, really loyal fan base. And, like, man, it was just, I don't know. I, um, I, I think wrestling in Chicago is, like, it's, a, it's, it's part of Chicago's it, it, history. It's, like, sure. big time to us. Yeah, it's a for, big time. For, for us, and it really is. Oh, yeah. Well, you go back and you look at uh... – I mean, just there's so many historic things. I mean, you know, Flair and Steamboat back in the day in, in Chicago. Yeah. And there's just, there's so many. And the old matches, um, I, I remember at Comiskey, the old White Sox Stadium, where you, I think Flair was coming down on a chopper and shit. And it just oh, like, yeah. I, I get those like old memories. And it's just like, the old, you know, dudes swigging beer and like throwing the beer at the wrestlers that didn't like and the Road Warriors coming yeah. through there and shit. And like, 
you know, Chicago's working class people, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and they're, yeah. like I said, they're very passionate. And uh, we're in Northwest Indiana, but we're only like 25 minutes out of Chicago. So we're essentially a suburb of the Chicago and all, yeah. all my sports teams, dude, I'm Chicago fan through and through, whether it's a uh, football, basketball or baseball. Um, but dude, the, the best fans, uh, no doubt, at least I'm going to be biased and say that I've experienced. So no, no, <laughs> yeah, we agree with you, man. It, it, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it was, it's, our, it's one of our new, it's one of our new favorite spots. It's just that the people are awesome. The fans are awesome. And you know, Chicago has that, like, uh, there's, like, there's a lot of movies made over there too, so it's just like it's a it's a it's a cool place to be. Oh yeah, really all those, the, the Dark Knight trilogy. Come on, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we learned about some mafia history in Chicago. We just think it's really cool. It's, just, it's tons it's, it's, of it's, so much history there, dude. And there's a lot of stuff out where we're at, Northwest Indiana, because a lot of those guys, you know, they had operations going from Chicago to out here. I know Al Capone had some spots, like specifically in the city Hobart, where I'm at. Um, you also real uh, thing. Yeah, John Dillinger, dude, Crown Point, which is where one of uh, Black Label Pro is a uh, shout to those guys, one of our home promotions here. That uh, they're out there in Crown Point running shows, and that's where uh, Dillinger escaped from. And they, oh, what, what's that movie they just dude, had about? Uh, who was that? Sren? What was that? What was the movie they just did with John Depp a few years back? I can't get American Gangster out of my head, and that's a totally different movie. So no, no, I'm not helping. <laughs> Damn it! It was. It was uh, so it was an old dude who played uh, who played Batman, the Dark Knight series. I know who you're talking about. I can't think of it. Uh, I keep wanting to say the Untouchables, and I think like, that's Elliot Ness, you dumb bastard. <laughs> that's why we hang up. I'm going to remember it. Yeah, that's yeah, why we're not right. a movie podcast. <laughs> oh, whatever. Because <laughs> we can't remember. Um, so I got one more question from Twitter for you guys. All right, this one is from Joey Nicholas, at Joseph Nicholas on Twitter. If a Von Erich movie were made, I want to know who they would like to see portray members of the Von Erich family. Oh, man. Huh. That's an interesting thought. I'd, def- I'd, I'd play... Uh... I'd want to play something just so I can be in it, you know? I mean, I'll, be the, I'll be the janitor in some scene or whatever. <laughs> or, or play my mom. <laughs> I'd be the janitor. <laughs> yeah, a, I can already match my scene with the wig. I flip the hair. It's my face. <laughs> He's got pop. the look. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably a better question for somebody who knows celebrities a little more. I don't. My, my really yeah, I, can't, I just know like the. Just the say pop, Brad like, Pitt you. for everybody. Or That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, okay, there. He's a draw, Brad right? Play both of us. You know, he just have to do. He can't be in the same scene at one time. <laughs> yeah. it's 2020 they could do that nowadays so. i know seriously i, I watched in star wars they used a past or, or an actor that or actors that passed away actor that passed away and that was trippy that was just crazy how they did that they just did that with uh in bill and ted have you guys seen the new bill and ted you fans of that series at all bill yeah, and ted? yeah. I, I saw the first one i never yeah i definitely want to see the second one though. uh they, they just put out the third one which is crazy. Oh, oh that's what i mean yeah the new one yeah and uh they had uh george carlin he had he had a little spot in it so it was kind of cool. That's kind of that's kind of that's crazy. crazy. I know when they were talking about doing a movie, uh, uh, they, they were talking about doing a movie, and they're going through actors and stuff. Um, my dad thought he was too skinny, but Matthew McConaughey to play my dad um, at that time. But but he was um, he was actually a huge world class fan when, growing up. He uh, he went to uh, yeah, he went to the, he went to the Sportatorium and watched really as a kid. Yeah. yeah, he was like a huge Von Erich fan. He's right, like, on, right, on, right on, right on, right on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, that, that was my response when I found out. Uh, that's, all, that's all I could think of. Well, then, what do you guys do? You guys 
uh, did some movie stuff, didn't you? One of you guys he did. did. Yeah. Yeah, wow, I just so like a movie star over there, handsome boy. You, yeah. oh, you know, you know, but I mean, I can't take all the credit. You know, it was a great, you know, crew of people. No, I was actually, I had a super minor, just kind of in the background kind of thing. And then, um, there was a, uh, I was like, I was a hand in, I called that because I was a stand in for, uh, for Roman Reigns when he was, he was, it was actually, it was Magic Mike. That was a movie that he was in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got that DVD. <laughs> I got the, oh, man. I'm just hey, joking. Kevin I don't Nash. own that. <laughs> I, was Kevin, I was Kevin Nash's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. My buddy was showing me that movie. He's like, dude, look at you're a wrestling fan. Look at this. It was like Kevin Nash's male <laughs> stripper. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> hey, bro, you love this. You're a wrestling fan, yeah. right? Check this out. Like, this was Super Shredder. Come on. I know. <laughs> this is big diesel. How did that come about, though, the Ross? Because the, the, that was uh, so that was one of the fast movies, right? It was, yeah. And, um, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know, I, uh, we just, there was a, uh, I forget what it was, but there was, they were just doing, you know, like sign up things for just to be an extra in some movie and I signed it. I, you know, volunteered for it, you know, and some movie came and went. And I made him go, by the way, we both went down for a movie. We both went down, we had some free time and we both went down for a different movie. It was just like this casting thing. And then, but it was crazy. So I, I get there and, you know, I'm just doing the background stuff and like, and then all the background guys are, you know, are done after two weeks, you know, and they called me back and like, Hey, won't you do this? And then I was kind of like the utility guy. Like I was like doing all kinds of, stuff you know and, and so they even gave me like the tattoo of that the same tattoo he had and like there's a scene where i was where i was typing he was typing and it was like my actual hand or something and you know like, <laughs> we need your hands you're a hand model that's all i was yeah. that i was a hand in exactly not a stand in <laughs> but i had the tattoo to prove it and everything so it was like it was a i know it was a, it was a cool experience just to see like all the cars and all the background stuff and like the explosions and stuff. I mean, who would think that's cool? He had a sick tattoo for like two weeks, but then like a week two, it was like, like fading and like, stuff. Hey, take that right. man? I mean, like, hey man, all you gotta do is wash your arm and it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, he's such a big Roman mark. It's like, I don't want to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to talk to Dwayne at all? You know, I, you know, uh, a few of the guys like who found out who uh, I was uh, on the on the crew were like, "Hey, no, just go over there. He'll definitely know, you know." And so, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, you know, he, I didn't want to be that guy, you know, and I didn't yeah, go up I to him. You. But you know, I I definitely crossed my mind, and maybe I, I should have. I think he should have. That's a thing. Totally should have. You know, I I get those conflicted feelings too because it's like at shows and with doing, you know, the podcast and everything, and the whole idea of the podcast aside from. And, you know, I try to make it a little bit different than everybody else. I don't want to sit here and just ask you guys the same boring shit over and over. Um, I want to get to, you know, people to know you a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But, like, when I'm at shows, it's like, man, and I got my camera there. It's like, or something, I should go up to these guys and say whatever. It's like, nah, I'm not going to be that. That's for everybody else to do. I'm not going to be that guy. And it's maybe uh, I should well, yeah. because I'm technically media, yeah. you know, but it's I want it to be yeah. more organic, kind of like this is, you know, and I feel like everything yeah, just kind of yeah. clicks better, you know. The, the next time we're in Chicago, though, yeah, yeah, we we, we want to see you. Come, come by and say what's up, man. That's yeah, cool, but by the sure. way, so from from our perspective, it's it's never like ah, oh, okay, here we go. It's never like one of those kind of things. I think it's just so when cool. when you're on that end, you're just like 
a considerate person, I guess. So just like, oh, you know, I don't want to disturb them or whatever, you know, but it really isn't a problem. I, I just think it's something I maybe overthought or something, but yeah, it, it's, it's, um, I know it's weird. Like you see someone like that you look up to or famous or that's not even like look up to, but someone who is, is, uh, is on TV. It's like, I don't know. I, I immediately, I feel like I don't want to go bother them. Right. But, or make a bad impression or whatever. But like, yeah, I've yeah. never been bothered by like a fan and wrestling show coming to me because I feel like we're on the clock right there. We're at the wrestling show. And so each person, they bought a ticket. Yeah, come say what's up, man. Get your money's worth. I would. I'm like, no, you're taking a picture with me. Put me on your shoulders. Claw me. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you be saying that if you were heel? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just growl at people and spit water on them and stuff. All <laughs> right. I was man, who did I see? So I think it was at Super Fight when I was there, and I was in line waiting to get in. And some kids were asking, uh, I can't even think of who. The, oh, I know exactly who it was. It was uh, the cheerleader guys, male cheerleaders. Spirit Spirit squad. Squad. Kenny versus Spenny. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, the Spirit <laughs> Squad. Um, somebody outside, it's like this young kid who ever asked him for, it, and I get it. You know, I get the whole thing, which I hope it was in kayfabe. You know, because otherwise yeah. it's just like <laughs> yeah. dick. <laughs> um and they're like no we ain't got time for you guys you know come see us after the show maybe like i was like man what it, come on guys yeah, i know it's I in know. character it, if it's in character great you know living it up yeah babe if you're sitting there uh, you're a baby face and you're telling kids that you know if you come over here again i'm gonna slap you it's it's <laughs> kind of hard to believe your character and you know yeah, and, yeah, and like, that's one thing too you'll remember that for the rest of your life as a kid when a, wrestling, when a wrestler snobs you, I got snobbed one time by a wrestler. I don't want to say his name because <laughs> whatever, but man, it, it hurt so bad. I was just like, man, if I'm ever a wrestler, I'm never going to do that. Oh, dude, we had uh, and shout out to my boy, Mike DeSavo from uh, the band uh, Cryptopsy uh, and Akurian. He was telling us a story. He's out from the East Coast of Boston area. And he said, like, growing up, uh, he was coming outside, and this was, uh, like, I think maybe Boston Garden Show. And he saw who was this, right? And it was, uh, was it King Kong Bundy? I think it was Bundy. And he go outside. He's like, uh, he's like, I saw Bundy and he's straight up like, I think he spit on a fan or like some crazy shit. <laughs> like staying in character. I mean, because especially back in those days, it's like, dude, you have yeah, to keep yeah, kayfabe, totally. you know? Like, like the heels took one bus, the baby faces took another bus. My, my dad you- said... But, um, him and my him and my uncle Dave were uh, were baby faces um, when they first got to to Florida, and they were walking back to the dressing room, and some like hardcore redneck fans spit like a mouthful of uh, chewing tobacco. Some child. Oh, my uncle Dave, and he oh. just, like, when, I said his, when his when his eyebrows would get white, he, they, he knew he knew he was mad. He said his eyebrows got real white, and he ran up there and just started slapping the guy like back and forth. And he's a baby face, and so it just didn't it didn't make I mean it kind of looked bad to the fan, but I mean he did get hawked on, so I understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean I told I don't care what character I portray, yeah, I know, yeah. how yeah. realistic or not, I would have smacked the dog piss out of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, so you guys yeah. haven't had any crazy fan experiences or anything, anything on the negative side with people getting a little, we a a few, little weird? A, a few a few negative encounters and stuff, but it's just, you know, we, we're, we're full. We're always just concentrating on, you know, just take life lightly and not yeah. take ourselves so seriously. And, uh, and when I, mean, when I first started wrestling, yeah, I took myself pretty seriously. I take everything to heart, but believed every bad comment. And it's just, as a wrestler, if you're going to be in the public eye, you really can't because you'll just hate yourself, you know? And, and so I, I, I try to take a, take everything with a grain of salt, you know, but yeah, I mean, we've had fans talk crap before and stuff. 
Like when it's usually fans that don't, no matter who the baby face is, they're a heel fan. They just love the heel. And, yeah. stuff. and I, I understand they're trying to play, they're playing the role too. You know, they're, they're just being in, being into it, but it's, it's never really gotten under my skin. I remember one, one time somebody, no, they didn't spit on us. Uh, somebody threw something in the ring or I forget what it was. Oh yeah. Yeah, someone threw like threw like a thumbtack or something in the ring and I was barefoot. And so oh. that was kind of, kind of made me mad. Oh yeah. so I take it you took that bump, huh? <laughs> <laughs> time out, time out. Yeah, it. yeah, he, he located it. Sure. <laughs> oh man. People can be assholes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What there. would you guys say is uh out of curiosity? Um so growing up, what was the promotion? I mean, obviously maybe it was WWF. Which a lot of you millennials not might not know what that is. It's not the World Wildlife Fund, believe it or not. But uh, what was some of your guys' uh, favorite promotions growing up to watch? Uh, for, I mean, we definitely watched ECW, definitely watched WCW, uh, WWF. You know, all, you know all the we we were you know watching it when they were having the the, the wars and everything. Yeah, yeah. All Japan, yeah. all Japan yeah. in the 90s was super sick. And then uh, mostly, yeah, mostly just mostly just that. And then we, we would, my dad, I was before uh, they sold all the tapes to Vince McMahon. So they had, uh, my dad had access, we had access to every single match. And that was just freaking awesome. We watched matches that were, I wish WWE would put all of them on. Cause I mean, there's, there's some really, there's so many. Things. Yeah. There's some great ones with like, yeah, yeah. it is. Just, and like Bruiser Brody, uh, Watching Love him in world class and stuff. Yeah, the guy was just an animal. And then he did everything I wanted an American to do when they went to Japan. That scary barking yeah. at people, modern day Viking. Like he was just yeah, he was the closest a Viking as you can get, I feel. He's big, hairy, beard, scary, you know. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, made for wrestling. That's so cool. Uh we actually it, it's weird because um so a few months back, well, this is probably almost a year ago though but uh we have a guy that lives out here that used to wrestle down in wccw and a few other places uh went by the name of eli the eliminator i don't know if you guys are familiar with yeah, him. yeah i remember that name okay I um, that name. and i was it was so weird because like i work i sell semi-truck parts as a shoot gig or what have you and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoot job, yeah. Yeah, shoot job. and i don't know how i but i remember seeing this guy's name and uh I don't know how I came across, but somehow it got into my mind that, oh, I, I know exactly because my drummer, his uh, his wife, her dad was actually his tag team partner way back in the day, and they used to uh, work to Chicago's and WCCW and all this stuff. Um, used to work down for like Dick the Bruiser and all that. Uh, so one day this guy calls and he's like looking for parts. He's you know, well, this is John Richmond from blah blah. I'm like, this guy just say his name was. I'm like, man. So I, I give it a little bit. I was like, like I said, I was kind of like, I don't want to be weird. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, He's yeah. probably maybe forgot about the business, giving shit up. Well, uh, another guy from his company called Nora and some stuff. And I, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I was feeling froggy. I said, Hey, there's a guy that works with you. His name's John Richmond. And I was like, I hear that he used to be a professional wrestler. Would you give him my contact? I do a radio show. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. And sure enough, man, we got him in studio, and he started telling us these stories. Uh, I was like, dude, holy shit. And he was, he's on all this old, like, world-class stuff. And uh, That's yeah. sick, though. And that's like, kind of like Destiny. You guys ran into each other that yeah, way. What are the odds that happened? Yeah. Right, right? That's what I'm saying, man. When stuff like that happens, I can't imagine what it's like for you guys because you guys probably get stuff like that all the time. You know I mean? As far as 
just, you know, following in your family's footsteps. And as you were talking about earlier, you know, going to the sportatorium and being in Japan and feeling like, Hey man, this is our destiny. Isn't it freaking crazy? Like how that feels like when you get those feels, you're just like, uh, it makes the world seem so open and everything like possible. Does, you know? Yeah. Like there's a whole different dimension. It, it almost takes the pressure off realizing, Whoa, like maybe I'm not in control, like not as much control as I think as you never know what's coming. And there was this time, in our careers where we were kind of we're in the in between phase where we were uh we our second tour in japan were really green bad matches and we were kind of wondering if like man are we doing the right thing are we just like bringing more shame to the name than anything like uh, i want to i want to honor it and i feel like we're not we're not there and it was it was really really hard and we're i, I believe it was kirk and hall but we were um we we always get on the roof before shows just to get away from people and kind of yeah, get our heads yeah. together and my dad and his brothers did that. He, he told me that like in passing, I didn't think much of it, but that was something that came natural to us. And we were on this roof and uh, I got on Ross's shoulders and I grabbed a rock and uh, I would marked our name on this brick wall. And it was like Marshall Ross, uh, 2012, I forget what month it was. And we drew like a, um, some little like animal and uh, just to, like to mark it, but we know that's us. And so it was the craziest thing ever. I was in this weird, wondering if, if we're in the right place, all this stuff. I think we already had our match and we came back on the roof just to chill out. And we were looking up at the wall where we wrote, we're like, cool. We walked on the other side and we saw like a marking. It was like a real old, uh, it was like kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Cloudy or whatever. And corroded over. Corroded over yeah. And we like got really close to it and looked at it and crap you not. It was David, uh, David and Kevin. And it was like oh. 1981 or 82. And it was just the most confirmation. Yeah, and, 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 be, and oh, I know man. it wasn't some other David and Kevin, because my dad, he, he's ever since we were kids, he would draw this little alligator. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name scam was masterfully designed new episodes available now subscribe to the perfect scam podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> you know as different as everything seems this holiday season one thing still holds true year after year everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the ohio lottery and with tickets available from one to twenty dollars they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older so stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift giving give scratch-offs from the ohio lottery Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. With sharp teeth. Yeah, with sharp teeth is like his signature, you know, and, and that was on the bottom and we just got like chills right yeah. there. It's like, we're just like, we're, we're, this is where we're supposed to be. And we were like the most homesick, hadn't talked to home, anybody from home in like a month. Yeah. And so it was hard, especially being a 19 year old kid. He was, he was kind of just fresh out of high school feeling, you know, yeah. and, but it was, it was, it was, it was just, okay, this is where we're supposed to be. This is like, this is bigger than we think, bigger than us. So, yeah, it's meant to be. Exactly. Yeah. Man, <laughs> you guys are going to be the first ones to make me tear up. <laughs> no joke, dude. That's a, uh, wow, it dude. It was crazy. That's powerful, it, it was, man. That's so, and to be in the Orient, you know, you're across the world and, and there's that. Exactly. Yeah, that's, wow, what, that's what's so crazy. We're so far away from home. We felt so homesick. Felt like, you know, we kind of feel like as a kid, you're so dramatic. You feel like nothing. I'm never yeah. going to go back to normal again. Right, you know, right. and being it being in that stage, and then that day, like right right before we marked our names, we were just like, 
we we sat there on that roof and we because we both weren't happy you know we we felt like we had a huge opportunity and we don't want to think people were taking it for granted you know it was just hard and um and we both sat there and prayed it's like let us know if this is the right place or not are we supposed to be here or not and that that was just the trippiest heaviest thing and it was just yeah encouraging okay this is where we're supposed to be it was good yeah man super heavy (laughs) i I just can't describe that i mean that I couldn't imagine. I know. Yeah, how, you guys how do you make emotion. words to that? It's crazy. And that, that's the kind of story. Like I can't tell anybody. I mean, I, I can tell people and they can understand it. But like he'll, he experienced it with me, and like that's what I mean. Like having a brother's been so Fuck. awesome to like. Yeah. yeah, you were there. You saw it. Like we have an unspoken bond. Like remember uh, the red blanket, and it's like, it's like it's like a huge memory. But there was a red blanket involved, and we can you know we can use one words to tell a whole story with each other you know yeah yeah, Helps yeah, with yeah it's crazy how well we know each other and just how wrestling has done that with each other i really don't have to talk <laughs> to him if someone say hey, ask your brother this i really don't have to ask yeah. i know what he likes what he doesn't <laughs> like. i know his favorite food i know all that crap you know yeah and that's good man i mean dude let's face it realistically that's the way in my opinion uh, a bond between brothers should be you know yeah man and that, that, that's no, something that we, sure. we definitely promote we would you know a lot of people have a brother that they don't talk to or a sister they don't talk to or you're yeah. fighting and, and you, you know you're on bad terms and with my dad's life seeing what he's gone through you know we used to fight all the time but but you know i i really i wouldn't let grudge grudges last no matter how big the situation is you know it's that's a sibling that, that's your blood and, and they've you know they experienced the same upbringing you had a bad upbringing you know like they're in there with you, you know, and that, that's a, a piece, they're like a piece of you, you know? And so it's, it's really, it's really uh, just, it's been encouraged. It's been it's strong. It's been a great thing for my, for my life to have a, uh, an older brother that's been through that with me. But my dad always says, you know, you never know when, when you're going to see somebody again, you know, they, if you never know when it's going to be your last goodbye. And so, so if you have that grudge, let it go. He said, let it go. It's not worth it. No matter what it is, it's not worth it. You know, they, people die that you love that that, that day yeah. does come and, and so it's good to you know just yeah, enjoy any regrets ever you know yeah like i'll never think i'm getting old a lot of people are like um i'm 42 i'm getting old i'm 50 i'm getting old but you know here's you're zero years old as you feel and I'm, i feel pretty old right now I'm like i got creeps <laughs> and soreness and stuff but you know, yeah. I, I, I my my one-year-old just started playing with toys and i was sitting there playing with them and I got like so into it, and I'm like, okay, cool. I still got that child thing yeah. with me. Like, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't even be playing with him anymore. I was playing with the dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> he left the room. <laughs> yeah, man, you never lose that, dude. That's man. I, I more people should be like that. I think if maybe if people actually kept a little, maintained a little bit of their childhood and uh, yeah, man. the wonder from being a child, and you know, like you don't you know everything. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. And, and kid, sadly, yeah. you know, the world forces you to grow up and in, in, in some people's yeah. circumstances a little, maybe a little too soon. But yeah. I mean, as you know, I can attest, I'm with you guys as far as like going through some really hard stuff. Uh, it, I'm still here. I'm talking to you guys. Yeah, it's, right. you know, I, I got a family that I love and, you know, I got good friends like this bastard over here. Uh, <laughs> so it's just it really is man. Awesome, i mean man. i don't think a lot of people get that enough about you know the the positives and the motivation about moving forward and it's people might say it's cheesy verbiage or it's this and that but no it is it's it's really true yeah. and it's a mindset that people really yeah. have to understand that you have to believe like you guys could have started in the business and been like all right we're too green we can't do this we're dishonoring our family screw it you know 
but no, Left, you had yeah. in the back of your mind, there are certain um, paths that you crossed or moments in time, whatever you may have that led you to that, to be stronger mentally, you know, to yeah, accept exactly. that, Hey, we can do this. And there's just not enough people in the world that no matter what you want to be the best at, I don't care if it's like being a teacher or a wrestler or, you know, media guy, whatever it is in life. Like you just, I don't think there's enough people in the world that really, uh, maybe cause they don't have a good supporting cast, uh, yeah, help, yeah. you know, and that's why we all, I try to, man, we all got to build each other up, you know, and just be that's, positive. That's, it's, you know, yeah, Richard, that's, that's such awesome advice. It was awesome what you said, because, you know, like when at, at these wrestling matches, you really don't know what each fan's going through. And that's one right. beautiful thing I think about that, that wrestling can offer is, you know, you can have a, you know, you can go have a crappy week. You're mad at your boss, just got fired, lost somebody in your family. We don't know these people's stories. And the fact that they can come and let let it go for a little, forget about what's going on for a little bit, and hate the good guy, love the bad guy. It's kind of like, you know, it's it's an escape. And, and I, I love that wrestling can offer that. And when we went to Israel, we saw that big time. We saw, you know, Muslims, Jews, these Arab dudes, like different, such different backgrounds. And to see them when my dad came out, they're like their arms around each other and they're crying together, yeah. they're booing, they're cheering, like, man, over wrestling, this is crazy. Yeah. Dude, yeah, it's got you know, I think it's, you know, I think wrestling has yeah. a tendency, it can bring you bring out that childlike yeah. thing, that creative, you know, thing in people where people are gonna just kind of let go. And you know, and when we talk to people, you know, that's kind of what we look for. We, you know, we're like, let's relate to the child in this person, you know, because it just it, it is the purest way to look at somebody, you know? And yeah. Just, yeah. Man, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to look at somebody. And I mean, I, I, I just don't want to be a bitter person. When I'm mad at somebody and I hold the grudge. I'm, I, I practice not to now, but it just makes you a bitter person. You're kind of, what you feel like you can't trust anybody or whatever. And you're let down, let down, always let down. You're always mad. You're holding a, it's high. It gets hard to hold a grudge for a really long time. Yeah. And it's it, not healthy. It's, it's, it's really it's not, not healthy. True. It's, it's like heart disease, all that stuff stems from you being mad and stressed out and not being able to finish your food because you're angry that person's in the room or whatever and, and well, but, dude, but, it's, i mean it's been we're all animals man and i'll put it to this yeah. um and when you're talking about stress um it's like the same thing you know <laughs> certain animals whether it's uh you know lizards or whatever something that you're not supposed to handle much because it stresses them out or you know certain pets of the and things of that nature it's it's very much the same thing like it harms their body to the point where it, they might die, you know, you might stress this fish out enough or something, you know, the next morning you ain't going to have that fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah I know. That's what's, I don't know. It's, it's, everyone has a different perspective. I think that's the healthiest perspective you can, you can really have. Um, so getting into so your guys is like extracurricular activities outside of wrestling and everything. What do you guys like to do? I know, uh, we were talking before we went on air here about, uh, some shit that scares the hell out of me when you guys are diving, you know, you guys are out in Hawaii yeah. and you're jumping off of cliffs. And that's not the part that scares me. The part that scares me is what you're landing into is a pit of sharks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a sharp pit. That sharp pit. Cliff diving has been like, it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's good to get that adrenaline. Every, especially being wrestlers, you got to kind of like turn off pain, turn off. And so we try to jump off really high stuff and just kind of, it's we call it chance a day. We've had it since we were kids. My dad and his brothers did it. But it's, yeah, take a chance a day, you know, and it's uh, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. You know, not crazy, not too crazy, but right, just, right. Uh, you know, to get the adrenaline going. And uh, my dad's, like, super against, like, skydiving. And now, since he's older and he's seen so much, like, 
chaos and stuff. We can't even tell him the stuff we do. Uh, you know, yeah. he's like, <laughs> I was like, we went and climbed this tower one time. It was like two of the two a.m. is water tower. My dad's like, oh, dude, don't tell me that stuff. Oh. He's like, damn it, he leaves the room. Yeah, he gets all mad. Yeah, he gets all mad and leaves the room. He's like, we did that crap too. And he's like, that's please don't. And but you know, we 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 do that stuff for it to just to keep juices flowing and stuff. Yeah, we, you know, we love being outdoors. We love nature. You know, my yeah. dad. Yeah, I think me too. Is like the original nature boy, actually. That's yeah, right. yeah, that's right. You know, there ain't no Buddy Roberts. Yeah, you know, ain't no Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He, no, he's like he's like more Tarzan, I guess, than Nature Boy. But he's we love like swimming. We go to random spots and build rope swings. That way, the kids can have, like we'll find some random kids or whatever. Yeah, they're swimming in a river. We'll put, try to build a rope swing so that it just makes that spot fun. Or try to leave a spot better than you left it. And, yeah, yeah. But that and poetry slam. That's that's one of my uh, that's one of my passions. Out <laughs> of left field a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not. No, I've I've wanted to be at one time in uh, in high school they had a pep rally and they had a, it was a po- poetry slam contest. And I was like, oh, this is so stupid. I went up there and I got roasted so hard that I will always respect it now. <laughs> I got roasted in the weirdest way. <laughs> Elaborate. Uh, I was I just the, some of the stuff didn't even rhyme, so I was like. Uh, this idiot, this guy didn't even rhyme, but he's still like, I guess, <laughs> slamming me. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty gnarly. Have you guys had any close encounters with uh, anything out there in the ocean? Oh yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely there's uh, there, there's there's spots you can go like coves and stuff and, and see sharks. But there's this one time oh, um, we were swimming under the reef. Uh, him and I were we're like we're like. Uh, they're like 300 yards out, but it's the, if you swim far enough, it will be like waist deep. There's like a, a shelf and then it drops off like 300 feet right after that shelf. And so we were swimming, uh, we were swimming under the shelf. We're, uh, we had our, it's called three prong spears, a little spear spears with a rubber band at the end. Mm-hmm. You put it in your hand and you grab the top of it and then it shoots out of your hand. It's, it's like a, it's a pretty cool weapon or whatever, but we were, uh, we were trying to catch, we we're going to catch some fish, but there was this little tunnel. Like it was like, uh, it seemed big enough for a body to go through and he went through it uh he went through it like halfway or yeah i think he went through the halfway and then came back and then he's like hey i wouldn't do it if i were you um because my 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 shoulders i don't know if i i can't i can't get i'm not as flexible as he is and um i went through and he saw me not come out and he had i was stuck in this like super jagged reef like there's a tunnel and i was halfway through and i was like i got that like oh shoot i'm about to die because i couldn't it was like uh, 10 feet in front of me and like five feet behind me. And, and so I just felt my feet sticking out a little bit. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm stuck. And Ross grabbed my ankles and like broke a ton of reef, but pulled me through it. My shoulders were all bloody and stuff after, but he saved my life. I was I was probably going to die right there. And it was uh, like, wait, where is, okay, yeah. let's not do stupid stuff alone. Okay. Yeah. Stupid stuff, have a brother with yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, how bad? I, I've been cut on some reef that and that stuff hurts too. yeah no, it marks you forever yeah, it's like wickedly like sharp it's crazy how it starts for years after that yeah oh man what what about uh you guys do any like jet skiing or any of that stuff out there or i wish uh, i know that, that would be so fun we used to we, like when we're in texas sometimes we have friends that have boats or whatever and yeah. you know that's really the only time we'll get out there on the lake and do like tubing or whatever yeah. tubing actually kind of hurts nowadays but, <laughs> you know but uh you know wake surfing or whatever but, but yeah we don't do, do a whole lot of jet skiing around here but um shoot yeah no what, what was there, there's this thing called uh mokais yeah, and, it, and it's um it's like a kayak with a jet ski motor on it and our friend was making them and he uh gave us two of them wait one second the kids are here you guys be quiet for a minute 
but um <laughs> but we have we have like 30 kids on the property right now and it's like my sister my sister Kristen does uh a foster care so we have like nice tons of kids hanging out over here and they're always in the pool and after this it's they demand to be entertained by us yeah like, we're also busy it's our but, other job it's our other job yeah yeah, messing, hey, yeah messing with foster kids. <laughs> but it that's was good. uh it's like a kayak with a jet ski motor on they go like 25 30 but that's fast on the water and the guy was like telling us like hey these things are only for the river don't take it out on the ocean and I, it was we were younger when we heard it and we're just like okay let's just try it for a little bit and we went to this tow-in surfing spot where the, you have to the waves are so big that you have to get pulled in uh, by a jet ski and so uh, we went in and i watched i, I was kind of scared to try and ross was like just riding with the waves and turning around and then i saw him get like pulled inside where like the barrel was going over his head on this this kayak with like it was the funniest thing i've ever seen because it was like such a big like it was like it's, it could have been so bad get the part where i capsized yeah yeah and so i just saw him in the barrel and i was like oh shoot yeah i was like, like so pumped for him and then i saw his kayak catch the wave and he went completely upside down and the reef is like only three feet under the water that's why the waves are so big so they're coming in from like you know the deep in the ocean and hitting that reef and barreling and stuff and so i saw him capsize and it was such like a dramatic moment we had like get the boat pump water we had this like tiny little like, tire pump it looked like and that's what we yeah. used to drain the thing with we're like cussing yelling at each other yeah. the whole time like, like trying to do it before the next <laughs> giant wave comes like, you know fighting the whole and then we got the the only way we could get back we couldn't get back to the beach where we started because the waves were too big so we had to go like find this random beach we thought we were stranded and got like a wrestling fight you know we <laughs> were brothers will never punch each other in their face but it was just a uh, uh, not the face that's the money maker <laughs> yeah yeah and there's afterward it was crazy we're all mad at each other and we thought we were like lost and then we heard a car drive behind us and there's a highway right right behind us <laughs> oh we're fine oh, we're safe close call home. yeah so any other crazy <laughs> stuff that you guys do out there in hawaii i i've never been out there myself but i've always heard that it's uh awesome yeah i mean you know there's zip lining you know there's there's all kinds of stuff you know the uh uh, the other day we went to Waimea Canyon and it's just this huge scenic canyon with like, you know, you're and the mountain uh, peaks are like, you know, they're like only like six inches wide to walk mm -hmm. on. And it's like sheer drops on both sides. And, you know, kind of like there's, we took this hike the other day and walked out to those and you're like, I hate heights though. That's like my thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, you would think, you know, like, like you were talking about earlier, you watch Shark Week, you know, and mm -hmm. like I watch Shark Week. I live in Hawaii and I watch that show Air Disasters and I'm always flying on planes. I know, I know why like, he does that. He I don't know why, like, but I just, it's just like. He's trying to build up a tolerance, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I wonder if he's freaked out. You just watch like 30 plane crashes. It's probably some psychological <laughs> thing. I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> it's like what they say can't go wrong, but always does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> remember that show Real TV? Yeah. Uh, I used to be around. Oh yeah. yeah, we used to watch that all the time. And then we were in Japan, like uh I remember, it's a stupid story. <laughs> yeah, we, we were walking uh uh we were walking to like Lawson's or whatever, like this is our second day, like we were felt like we we're so out of place and um we we're walking through this crosswalk and there were like cameras everywhere and it just looked like something you'd see on real TV, like two stupid tourists in like a different country, <laughs> like about to get hit like by a bus or something. And we didn't know that how the traffic worked or anything. And then we're yeah. walking, we're both thinking it, but no one said it. And then we're like, uh, uh, we're actually, it's like uh, Tokyo, Japan. 
dude, stupid tourists. Unsuspecting tourists. Yeah. They think they're just going to cross the street yeah. when really, you know, or whatever. We, we, we had to do a lot of stuff to, 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 to make the time. Yeah, uh, you got to self-entertain a lot. Remember, one one time we're, we're crossing a, a crosswalk and everybody bowed to each other. And uh, Ross was walking and the car like kind of got close to his knee, but stopped. And so he looked at them and went to go bow and banged his head super hard <laughs> on the hood. And this <laughs> <laughs> I was halfway doing that to make you laugh. Yeah, but it made me laugh super hard. Yeah, but, but, that but Goldberg they, bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the lady was like, "I'll apologize." We're, we're, we're just breaking up the monotony of just doing the same thing every day, you know? <laughs> yeah. right? When you guys sit out in Japan, fun. how long were you out there for? Like at a time when you uh, so we go three months at a time, three months at a time, and then three months come home for like two weeks sometimes and then back for three months and so it was a pretty we lived there like pretty much all of 2012 and 13 yeah. right and that's uh just to noah right yeah processing Noah. it was yeah. like a, the dojo has changed now it moved to a different place but it was like in the heart of to, uh, tokyo like it was deep into in tokyo so it was pretty it's pretty cool i mean there's yeah there's tons of stuff to do but we live by one of like the nessus towns like Rapongi. And it's Rapongi like, uh, vice yeah, yeah <laughs> Rapongi. it was so crazy you go there and it's like Different Every, world. It's man. a different world. There's like really there's Jamaican dudes everywhere trying to offer you chicks. There's lady boys everywhere. There's gambling. <laughs> there's just everything you can you can oh, think yeah. of. And you're just like while you're walking, it's just like you're getting offered this, this, and this, and this as you're going through. It's just so crazy. It really was crazy. But there's a couple of times we had to go with uh, some of the wrestlers, like Hard Rock, Hard Rock Cafe. We went um we, yeah. just, we were good friends with like uh team dk they were tm61 and uh, wb yep. but we with them and nakamura like it, it was kind of a, it was cool that we would all meet at restaurants from different promotions and hang out and stuff and yeah there's a lot of good times rocky romero there's um, a oh, lot yeah. of good guys from japan what's uh what were you guys what was your favorite food to eat out there oh man well, you know they have such good so i mean they have like i said they have hard rock cafe you know so but um so Run just American yard. style food while you're in Japan, like you know, like you know, the Bucks, they're eating what a Cracker Barrel or whatever out there, yeah, yeah, chilies. We're going, we're going to Bubba Gumps the whole time. Every day. <laughs> Do they have a they Bubba have Gumps that, out there yeah. for real? There is a Bubba Gumps, and we did go there a ton of times because there was Dr Pepper. I was it. Yeah, he's yeah. looking everywhere for Dr Pepper. All the time. That was hey, like my it's hunt. the taste that's made to order, right? We love it. Yeah, man. No, it, it was. <laughs> I was hunting it down the whole time we were there. But we would go like we grew up eating sushi since my dad. My oh, dad. Yeah. Uh, lived in japan or worked in japan so much that he kind of raised us off sushi and so like that wasn't a big transition but the hardest transition was not being able to read uh read and like you buy a donut and you think it's a donut and really it's like full of like squid or it's just like, a, like a, it's such a gross combo yeah you're expecting donut and then you get curry yeah curry. Like, okay, oh. so many times i mean I was like, hey, at least this donut, at least this is consistent. I'm not going home, but at least this is good. And then you bite that, and it's not good. It's all alive. It's like tentacles <laughs> coming out of this munchkin. Yeah, it's like, still alive. <laughs> I'm out of Beetlejuice or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love sushi, man, but I ain't about to eat all that weird stuff. I had some weird uh, Korean food before that was like pretty much not cooked uh, I guess. That's how they do it. Octopus. I think that they're trying to show off with yeah, it's edible, but it's not. I mean, just because it's edible doesn't mean it's it's good. To yeah, eat. I, I can eat dirt yeah, too, but I don't want to do that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. In, in Japan, yeah, we eat a Korean barbecue, and one of the main things is was it cow cow tongue or horse tongue? Yeah, oh, cow tongue. tongue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Go ahead, go ahead. I got a good story for this too. You're chewing on it so long, you're just like it feels like chewing on a piece of rubber. It's like biting your tongue, but you can't feel it. That texture is just so weird. You're like, yeah, you're eating tongue. I'm like, cool, man. I'm, is this supposed to be good though? I mean, <laughs> yeah. taste good. Or as they call yeah. it in Espanol, uh, lengua, right, Sren? Lengua. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, you, I, uh, you tried it before? So yeah, um, a few years ago, uh, my old job, um, my boss was half Korean. His mom was straight up from Korea. Uh, she would always come in. She would make. Again, there's a lot of good things about Korean barbecue. There, there is man, like some of that meat, that pork belly and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, it's really, really killer. It's such good food. Um, oh, yeah. I was out there. I was loading up. A semi truck came in uh, for delivery or whatever. I was loading that stuff up. And hey, come on try this, you know, bringing it out there. I'm like, well, wait a minute now. If you're coming out here and offering it to me, something's got to be fishy about this. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the cut of the meat. And I'm just like, man, he's like, oh, it's just roast beef. It's just roast beef. And it was cut thin. I was like, I knew better. And I was like, man, that's something's up. I didn't think tongue, but I knew something was up. Yeah. He gives it to me. I'm like, oh, whatever. I try it. I'm like, I put it in my mouth. I don't like, don't like it. It's already kind of like tasting yeah. weird to me. And the texture, like, yeah. like, like really yeah. weird. He's like, oh, that's tongue. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so he throwing it up everywhere. <laughs> I couldn't get that taste out of my mouth for like six or seven hours. Oh, and it was I, see. Yeah, there. I was yeah. like, I don't want to eat tongue. You know, I just, it's, it's more like a prank, like than like an actual, like good food. It's like they're, I feel like they get that too when they're trying to rib you or something. Yeah. You know, we, we were told after we tried it too. Yeah, we were told after. And I was just like, hey, can I have something good that actually tastes good? Do you guys yeah, got it down? You're able you to hold that. it down though? Uh, I, Yeah, I, I spit mine out in my rag. He, I think he might, he eats anything. But Yeah, I got like an iron stomach. I just do it just, just to save face. But even know. he liked it, you know. And the hard part was if a sponsor would ever take us out, like mm. you're supposed to be a wrestler and you eat a lot and then they'd like laugh that you get more plates. And then, you know, there's, there's a limit when like some of the other wrestlers couldn't come and it was just us two and they get like just four plates of just meat. And, oh. uh, and so we decided to eat like so much and he can actually eat more than me at that time too. I didn't have my tonsils, but yeah, he was, no, I, I just didn't want to shame, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's a respect kind of thing. Like, you know, Hey, we got so heavy though. I got like two sixty five, two seventy. I just, we ate so much meat and he was like two thirty <laughs> or whatever. But, yeah. Okay, man. Good time. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. well, speaking of ribbing, um, you guys got any good tales? real quick about uh, any ribs that you've done to somebody or that has been bestowed upon you um i mean there's 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 stupid ribs like someone hiding your tag belt before you go out yeah and, and that's just like okay yeah you're stressing me out before i go out and somebody yeah but it kind of pisses you off a, a bit I, yeah it does you're get... trying to get your head into it yeah this is how the boy that's how the boys are but uh there was this one story um there's one story about uh someone got this um one of the wrestlers got this these uh, wrestling trunks and chewed up the snicker bars and sh- like spit it all inside the trunk and then <laughs> put the trunks back on and he acted like he came in from a match. He's like, hell of a main event, brother. And he's like, I felt good. I gave it all I had. And he took his trunks off and that big like turd with nuts in it and stuff. It was in there. Oh, yeah. he's, like, oh. he's like, did I, did I just shit myself? And he showed it to everybody. 
and you smelled it, and then you licked it. And I was oh! Like, oh. oh. And he had, he had the, whole, the whole locker room. The whole like, locker room yeah. was invested into it. And he says he was biting it off the fabric. And it was just oh. like, oh. <laughs> It was so sick. It was not everybody. We got everybody. I don't know who he was ribbing. I guess he was ribbing everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's but nasty. But he didn't look good from it. <laughs> and who really got ribbed on that one? I don't know. Yeah, right? Like, oh, man, come on. Oh, <laughs> That was hard. <laughs> real hard, real big, real stiff. As Jim Ross would say. <laughs> hey, speaking of announcers and commentary and stuff, I, this is just a random question I want to ask you guys. But out of everything and all the wrestling you guys have watched and been a part of, who would you say is your top announcer and favorite commentary guy? Maybe commentary tandem and favorite ring announcer out of everything in the universe oh, that's out there and that's we've had some really we have some really that's awesome a really, really good question the mlw commentary we loved it those guys that just put us over make we've us had rich awesome. yeah rich bokini on the show he's, rich is awesome he's, such he's a awesome. smart guy yes yeah and he's, he's just he has yeah he's just he explains it well but what was someone who got us into wrestling and um, of course you know jim ross is so f- famous now but you know when he when he was like first started and he would be like good god oh god you know like, yeah and mid south and stuff yeah <laughs> like, he has children he has children yeah that made us believe in his kids we're just like man he's freaking out you know and, and every time we're wrestling each other we're we're doing Always commentary doing to it, like out loud to ourselves like he's grabbing him oh no he's, <laughs> yeah. this, he's killing know? him yeah it's like, <laughs> you know so I think just from growing up in that era, that he's just like the man. You know? Yeah. At, at that time in that era, he was like the, the Japanese actually do it, but I just don't understand what they're saying. But they're just like they lose <laughs> they, their voice cracks and they lose their voice when they see they're their screaming. Like, 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 oh, they're, they're, oh! Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Watching at the announce table was so funny. Like the. Like everyone's all chill and calm, and then there's this one guy like standing on his seat and like jumping up and down and oh, like, yeah, out. they do that. They do that long, like oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love exactly. it. I just yeah, wish I understood. Like you said, I wish I understood what the hell they're saying. Like, I'll know what the move is. Like, Cross slammer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just hold it and stuff. But I remember uh, Ken just going to sleep. The, the, the announcer. We have a highlight video of just his. Go to sleep. Yeah, so <laughs> losing it when he, yeah. when he screams it. Yeah, anybody who yells, any like, like I don't know. I just get, as an as a kid, especially you're so engaged and it's like, yeah, that guy believes it. Yeah, I should believe it too. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought uh, uh, in NXT, I don't know if you guys watched any of that, but uh, it's kind of sad yeah. seeing Mauro Ronaldo. Uh, kind of yeah, out of the mix yeah, now because yeah, absolutely, I, I think modern day announcing. He's in that upper echelon, and it's cool because he's also in the MMA. Yeah, and he's boxing. got like a classic voice. He does. It's so distinct. Voice. It's like if you're gonna like, if we're gonna like, kind of go into music yeah, right but, here, and like to me, like good bands have a singer that have a distinct voice that can't be replaced. Like if you want to go yeah. back to like Allison Chains, you know Lane Staley, yeah. super distinct, like Soundgarden, Chris Cornell, you know, like like they almost those, couldn't do anything else. Like that, it, that's exactly yeah. what they're like made yeah. for. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. 
New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, yeah, yeah, and that's the same thing with, like, Jim Ross, too. Yeah, that's... Jim Ross, yeah. We were on a bus. We uh, were on a bus with that guy before. Not Jim Ross, but we're on a bus, and um, he was talking. Uh, he was just, like, having, like, a conversation with somebody, and I remember thinking, like, dang, his voice. It would be, like, perfect for announcing. And then didn't he do – I'm not sure if he did. Did he do Ultimate Fighting at one point? Or Who, MMA? Marl? Yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. He he's, he's called MMA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's where – yeah, because I heard his voice somewhere before – so it was just it was just super cool to, to, to that he's doing wrestling. I was like, man, that guy needs to do wrestling. But yeah, yeah, I remember hearing his voice thinking that guy should do wrestling, and then he was doing wrestling that day. And so like, yeah, oh, man, Court needs to pull some strings, and he would be such a perfect Dude, fit for I you know. guys in MLW. Him and and Rich Bokini would be together. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So so he what he did, so he's like free free now on the market right now yeah he's uh, like as far as I know I don't know if it was like a contract lapse um or whatnot or I don't really know any of the details about it but he's yeah. he's kind of been wishy washy with them um right just because he maybe felt yeah. mistreated I could see that I mean you hear that a lot with people in that a company. lot of people I mean, do a lot of people they're a monster that. conglomerate company now it's not like it's. You know, I mean, that, that, you hear stories of guys waiting six hours to talk to Vince or whatever. And we had PCO yeah, on the show, and yeah. he was I'd telling us have like a story personal about relationship. It. Exactly. Like you know, someone you could talk yeah. to and make, and they had that at one point. You know, guys used to be yeah, able yeah. to go to Vince and do that, but they're they're so big now. They're such a machine. They're Coca Cola, as I like to call them now. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's, that's kind that, of, was the, that, that was a major factor on why we didn't want to go. Because I mean, we're just become a number, you know, in a big. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't know how many guys are on that roster. I mean, it's got to be in the hundreds. But though. somebody I felt really bad for was EC3. Like he yeah, was like, dude. he was like, he was such a good heel. Like I love him so much. And then he just kind of disappeared for a little bit. And I was like, man, there's no way they could have used him. Like he's like, a, he really is so good. I remember he, we were at impact and he was just like, he was, he was making us lose it. We're laughing so hard. He's just like talking back to the crowd. He's really witty and smart. And yes, he's just, he's just good with words. And like, I, I don't have the vocabulary to be a heel like <laughs> that, that guy. Yeah. The, that guy. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> my, one of my worst qualities is talking crap back. Like I'm going to punch a hole in your face. Like, I don't know what to say when, when, when someone's, when someone's singing me. Yeah. And so I'm in wrestling. Yeah, he now, just so. punches what he doesn't understand. So. I punch what I understand. <laughs> or scream at him. Yeah. I don't get that either. EC3 is dope. He'll uh he's gonna be around here surprisingly. Um, like I said, with that promotion Black Level Pro that's by us. Yeah. Super talent that they missed out on. And it's great to see that he's kind of reinventing himself and he's doing some more stuff yeah. with uh impact again. Yeah, he's um, back with impact in yeah, they've been dude, they've been knocking some shit out of the park too. It's it's good yeah. for yeah. all these places to kind of be thriving, you know, other than just WWE. I was I've said it many times. I was so upset when uh ECW and WCW folded. Uh I knew history would yeah, kind of or karma would happen if you want to 
word it that way um, yeah. with WWE because I'm like, man, they're by. I remember the day like I graduated high school in 2001. And it was right like a month before I graduated and I watched those promotions that I love so dearly and had such fond like childhood memories with and camaraderie yes. with my homies, you know, like watching this. And I remember getting kicked out of science class because who was talking about the NWO? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, like, so Mr. Cool, Wallace, though. if you want to talk about the NWO, then do it in the hallway. I'm like, all right, cool. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, yeah. go talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was it was it was gut wrenching, it was heartbreaking, it was all that when it was gone. I'm like, man, they just bought it. I was like, wrestling's gonna suck. I it's know they can't it was have like a piece it of your childhood leaving, you know? It really yeah. it really is. And you can't I mean, okay, so at that point, right, territory's already dead and gone. Um, I mean, you still had independence, but I mean independence weren't what they are now and they weren't fully yeah. stocked like they are now. I mean, there's just a plethora of amazing and innovative talent on the indie scene now it's it's real Um, i'm always curious to see how territories would have done with the internet now because uh, i just wonder how if it's even possible because now that there's but i mean i that's why i do i am happy with what AEW is doing because it's not just wwe all it is 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 making more competition and that's better for all the wrestlers it's all and you guys like and not to say that would but you know this is just in hypothetical talk and say if some you know you guys don't ever resign with MLW or whatever. You're not going to be like, oh shit. Well, I have nowhere else to go now. Right now, yeah, you, you, yeah. there's pl- there's plenty of places to go, and the independent scene isn't bad in almost a it's way. Really not bad. Yeah. It's it's everything recycles itself. And when I was telling you guys about uh, Eli the Eliminator, um, when he was on, that's something that he preached a lot about was everything kind of comes back to the old school and recycling yeah. itself. And that's what the independent scene is doing right now. They may not call it territories, but territories are very much back in full effect and alive. They're I just, agree. It's yeah, totally. Yeah. You're right. Via independent yeah, that, that, wrestling, you know? When you, when yeah. you put it that way, that's, yeah. That's yeah, it's not necessarily like a region. It's just like, a, yeah. you know, the, a promotion or whatever. Because people get that following and like people are loyal to that one brand and it's just like, and they kind of find that like camaraderie or something. Yeah. And it's just... I really like where wrestling is going right now. Just we, really we, cool were, we were kind of in a territory. We were mostly in the Dallas Southern area. We worked Arkansas, uh, whatever, but we, we'd stay around in that area. And now we're doing East coast with MLW. And so we, there was a, we, we've, we've had, there was a, a percentage of our of, of fans that followed us on like on Twitter and stuff that were like, you know, I live on the East coast and I, and I, I followed you guys. And so it was, it was, it was like almost us leaving a territory coming to a different one. But what's crazy is MLW, that's one thing that I'll like. I'll never, I'll never forget what Court did by you know bringing MLW to Dallas. That meant so much uh, that they came to Dallas. Like, and that was, that was like, like almost like a direct like sign of like affirmation. You know, it was like crazy. from them for them to put that the faith in in us to put a, on yeah. a show in Dallas. You know, we already felt like oh my gosh, like we wrestled for MLW. Holy crap, we're tag team champions. Holy crap, they're gonna do a freaking like you're gonna make us. <laughs> right. It's like it's so quick. It's just like it happened uh, so fast. An avalanche. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys done a great job. I mean, carrying the ball. And I, I'm I'm super pumped to see what the restart's going to be all about because a lot a lot of the the signings that I, a lot of them I'm not even aware of. But the way Court's fluffing me up, you know, I might yeah. as well get get super excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's being a good good promoter. Then I love all yeah. your <laughs> You're popping us this whole time. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, 
but it, just everything he does, everything with MLW has been so solid. And that's why we've been such huge supporters. You know, I got the I got the War Beast shirt on now. We've had Joseph Semi yeah. on the show a couple times. Another great dude, and he also runs PCW Ultra. Um, we've had Casey Lennox on, uh, Rich Bokini, and you know the list goes on and on. Yeah. It's Hammerstone, you know, the guys from the Dynasty, and there's just such a wealth of talent and diverse talent. And going yeah. back to what I said at the top of the show, it, it really is a its own unique monster. And I I think that once everything fully comes together and people are able to see, get more eyes on the product, they will see that it's okay. There's not just AEW and WWE and Impact, which I, I don't know if Impact's lumped in there anymore. You know, they yeah, used to yeah. be the number two. Maybe they're number three. I don't know what ROH's status is. But, dude, to me, it's it's really is MLW because they they bring it like nobody else. And they give you – it's they give you that buffet, that uh, that eclectic yeah, mix, that, you know, like that craft beer, whatever you want to akin it to. It's, yeah, it's all man. there. And, it, yes, and it's yeah. it's real. It's all real. It doesn't seem like this manufactured garbage that we get every Monday and what is it, Tuesday, Friday nights? I can't remember. Yeah, it's organic. <laughs> it really is. It's organic. It's super stuff. organic. It's it's wrestling. It's not uh, sports entertainment. Uh, you know. <laughs> exactly. Man, I made my dad sick when they said that. Oh, I, was like, I was like crapping on every all the boys that fought for that name. You know how many fist fights uh, yeah. me and the boys have gotten into over over the f word and now they're calling it entertainment like that was marshall might have to bleep you for that you you done said the f word (laughs) we do do that so when you if you listen back we we, uh you're gonna be bleeped (laughs) (laughs) yeah i say fake beep 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 yeah (laughs) Yeah, please bleep that that'd be great but it's true though man it's uh i remember and then they pushed it like a product so hard that that verbiage that term sports entertainment yeah. you know and it's like Come on. Wrestling was already at that point so big. You don't need to call it that. It's just a fancy way to market it, I guess. And, well, you know, for them to get out of a lot of stuff as far as with athletic commissions and, you know, Vince's steroid scandal and all this other stuff, you know. Yeah. So, well, yeah. it's, you know, it's not real. It's sports entertainment. It's like, come on, man. It's it's wrestling. All right. Well, I think it's, it's fun to believe, you know, and it's, it's fun to. I don't know, as a kid, it was, it was, it was, I, I loved, um, it was, yeah, it was hard to see like two guys getting along that you didn't think get along or whatever, but it was, it, I, I think even for like adults, it's, it's, it's I, I think it's everybody wants, wants to believe, you know, and it's, and I, and, you know, people appreciate the fact that it is an art, you know, but you, I don't know, I, I just didn't, didn't really mesh well, I guess, uh, with us just to, to do it like that. We, we like the sacred, you know, old classic, yeah. You know, you guys are probably like the old school, man. And but my, my and grandpa would be pissed if he found yeah, out. Yeah, you know, dude. Fritz be clawing the hell out of some skulls right now. <laughs> yeah, automatically. Yeah. He, he would be he'd be really proud of MJF because that guy sticks to it, you know. Dude. He lives he is. It. And and you know, that's 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 I think that's what that has something to do with his success now that he's full-time MJF. <laughs> yeah. Yo, my my old lady hates MJF. Like she she gets pissed when he comes like I hate him. He's a bad man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that, my, when my dad watches them he just like he just 
loses it. He cracks up so hard because he said he's just like Gino. Gino her yeah, yeah, dude, he, Gino. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the whole when we met him, the whole we were just like laughing, like you know, he's a little younger than 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 us, and we we're just like, it's like in, in a cute way, like man, you're so good for the business. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, man. So it's like, man, good job, buddy. Yeah, keep, <laughs> yeah, yeah keep doing it, buddy. You know, yeah, because yeah, yeah, just because we all know what wrestling is doesn't mean it has to be something different you know it doesn't yeah, have to yeah. stray away from the time honored tradition and the formula that works you know i mean yeah, totally. we know what it is but the extension of, of disbelief will, and or belief when you're you're escaping like you you guys said earlier and it's yeah. wrestling has been a huge escape for me to get through a lot of um yeah, down well, moments same, in my yeah, life same yeah. yeah same, same thing well uh, it's if it wasn't for like heavy metal and wrestling dude i wouldn't be here talking to you guys you know like yeah man, that's sick man that's yeah, no totally that, that, that's that, that's how you use something for good you know i mean that's wrestling is a it is a place a way to get away so is music music is like can make you feel so many like different emotions and stuff i can oh, be yeah. in a terrible mood and just put my headphones on and then just like i'm happy after you know and it's yeah. it's it's crazy well real it's quick uh before we as we start to wind down here um what's uh with both of you guys what's some of your favorite music we like all your the favorite old bands and stuff. we love all the old stuff 80s and stuff like metallica van halen and ted like of course but i mean uh being here there's a lot of reggae and so um like i didn't like reggae at first but now i'm kind of it's all that's on yeah, it really does grow on you. yeah it grows on you big time but some of my favorite bands. I love uh, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I love. I didn't oh, think dude, on the Stevie Ray. I never, never saw that guy fail. Like you know what I'm Isn't saying. Sometimes he was so fluid, so he fluid. couldn't even he couldn't even read music, man. It's, it's amazing. Right? He was just he was made for. My dad shook his hand and he said that his hand like wrapped around my. My dad's huge hands too. Yeah, his yeah. His whole hand went around my dad. Oh, guitarists have those strong fingers. Yeah. Man. He just said he had a grip like he's yeah. never seen. Stevie Ray, man, another legend of Texas, man. That yeah, him yeah, and, and his brother totally. Jimmy Vaughn too. You know they, and it was cool. Yeah, another totally. group of brothers. They cut a record together, dude. Uh, that's so yeah. sick though you ever yeah, watch yeah. some of that old footage where like so stevie would be jamming out and then jimmy come right behind them and they're playing the same guitar but they're doing different parts that's and stuff that's sick no, like, it's insane that. i've never seen i almost put my phone out on youtube i know i know yeah yeah do it yeah check all you gotta do is like yeah i would try and this is all stuff i just from memory that i'm pulling that because in, in high school and stuff i was like really really big on stevie ray um i knew a kid that uh growing up uh, we lived together and probably like in our 14, 14 or 15, somewhere around there. And this kid would play rude. I don't know if you know the song rude mood by Stevie Ray. It's yeah, just like, yeah. it was just insane. And this kid just yeah. rip it up. Just natural. Just Real, listen really? to it. Like it. Oh yeah, dude. It's insane. And now he's, he's a music teacher. I think he, he just got his master's and he's been teaching music uh, forever, but he's like so versatile, like trombone, guitar, bass, uh, some people just made piano. for it. Yeah. Like we're saying with the voices, like some people really are just made to entertain it. Just musicians, yeah, musicians, period. Yeah. Every instrument, you know, like, like I love guitar and I, I dabble a little bit, but I feel like there's just like, there's a, a peak where I'm not going to surpass, you know. He's <laughs> pretty good at the guitar. I'm, I'm, I'm decent. Really? You know, but there's, what are you, oh, what are you yeah. playing? Are you playing electric or acoustic? Um, I play I play a little bit of both. I, I like I like acoustic, you know. I, I like the uh, just like those slow kind of like, uh, you know, like Metallica, like uh, Nothing Else Matters, the intro. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course, you know, Stairway to Heaven, stuff like that. But, um, you know, just I dab, whatever sounds cool, I'll just be like, oh, that's a cool little riff. I'll try to like. 
play around with that, you know. And my uncle Mike had like uh, five or six guitars, and when he passed away, and then Ross inherited all of them, and he's like a flying V. Like, wow. Uh, you know, uh, like a, a nice strat like a, some sick stuff an ovation yeah nice ovation is yeah. great i had a great ovation you know what those guitars they're actually made of i forget what it's called it's like lyricore or something but it's the same that plastic on the back of an ovation yeah. it's the same stuff they use in uh helicopter propellers what yeah that's, that's like yeah so that's solid yeah it's been yeah. around that guitar is like it's been around Indestructible. So long. it's yeah. like it's, it's the one i play the most it's, it's been dropped the kids have yeah. like it's been used but he inherited those and so he started playing and then a lot of people don't know that my grandfather had a music scholarship to smu he played the flute the clarinet, really? the clarinet like the ian clarinet. anderson from jethro tull you guys like jethro tull or what <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. Aqualung. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah but it, it's so i play piano he plays guitar i play piano Nice. And Ross man. sings like an angel. He's got the voice of an angel. Uh, he, he always says give that. Give me a little something. Come on, give me a little something. <clears throat> <laughs> come on. Come on. Leave me hanging. I sing uh, for no, you. I, you I, sing for me. So chose me. He sang for us. Oh, man. I know. Actually, he came in. He came in singing. No, honestly, if I could even remotely sing, everyone would know. Yeah, I would, do it, I would always do it. Immediately go to my head. I even just, if I was like a five on a scale from one to ten, I, I would still do it. I'd be but. singing in drive-throughs, trying to get my food for, uh, food for free. I'd, I'd use it as much as I could. <laughs> I'm in that two point two range, probably. You guys ever yeah. jam out together or what? Uh, yeah, man, we, man, we, yeah, we 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 play together and stuff, and but um. We used to, like, when we were in high school, uh, now Chat Roulette's, like, a disgusting place. It's just, like, <laughs> Oh, kids. wow. I've yeah. heard that but, forever. <laughs> no, I know, I know. That, that was, it was, like, eight years ago. Um, I was, like, in, I was right before we went to Japan, but we had, like, all my friends over, and that's what made us start jamming out together. We were playing, we are trying to play for girls on there, and they would listen, and we would just, like, make our friends laugh and stage to say stupid stuff, but he'd play guitar, and I'd play piano, and we'd sing. And it, it, it's that's what made us start playing together. I was like, we sound pretty good. Yeah, yeah and just messing around. Yeah. yeah. Then my mom made it weird one time. We we sang for her. She had cried. And I'm like, hey, let's not do this anymore. Let's do something manly. <laughs> your mom cried. Yeah, no, yeah. We sang Kobe Calais, so it wasn't manly at all. <laughs> Starts my toes and I crinkle my nose. <laughs> oh, such man, such sick lyrics right there. I was like, mom, if you're into like Metallica or something, then then we'll do it. And yeah, then we'll talk. What's the guy's favorite Metallica record? I don't know, man. My dad, uh, my dad, my dad blast uh, usually blasts Metallica, Metallica and uh, Pink was, Floyd. Pink Floyd, and then who else was uh, that song? Mister, uh, not Mister Sandman. Sandman. Uh, Welcome to Sandman or Enter Sandman. Called. And yeah, it is the same, same man. Yeah, that that that, that has some, that is one of like the best intros I've ever. You see, dub, dude. Tell me that. I know, guy, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I, I use that. Uh, well, I can't hear that song without seeing Sandman smash. Right, smashing the, the Budweiser, yeah. smoking a cigarette, yeah. dude. Like looking all pissed off. Like that was. I know. I'm so happy he has the voice that you expect him to have. Like now, when you hear him talk, hey, hey guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. it would make any sense. Yeah. You're not real, man. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a real thing. That's like Coco Beware never had a bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I had a quick story oh, for man. you guys real quick. I was uh, in high school band. We went down to Disney World for a uh, marching band, and uh, we were in the hotel. It was really weird. Um, so me and uh, shout out to my boy Ed Stoyancevich. Um, he's been on the show a few times. We're huge wrestling fans, and uh, somehow 
I think our principal or somebody at the school found out that Coco Beware was in the hotel room and they went and they taped up his door. <laughs> like, and went and his, yeah. So like if he walked out, he would have, it would take him like two minutes to take this tape down and you know, what the, <laughs> yeah. don't know what the hell they were trying to do, but they got us all up there. Like, Oh, you guys like wrestling about Coco Beware. We go up there and I'm like, where's Frankie. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. Frankie's not here right now. I'm like, what do you mean he's not here right now? He's not well, with he us. In different room. <laughs> but it was so cool. And then, like, I remember uh, guys uh, saying, like, "Oh, we we're walking around the park and saw Arn Anderson and stuff." I'm like, "Damn it!" And I met Coco Beware. I like Coco, yeah. but I wanted to meet Arn Anderson. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Man, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I, 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 I marked out pretty hard when I met Stan Hansen. Oh, it was, uh, I was I was at a. Uh, How can you not? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. A, uh, I think it was a. Not, what is that show? That uh, that Mexican restaurant we go to in Texas all the time. Not El Chico. You know, I think it was El Chico. El Chico. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was over there and I was uh, eating. And my wife is not a wrestling fan at all. But <laughs> I saw Stan Hansen and I was just like. She's like, why are you getting all weird? I could, I couldn't, I couldn't contribute to the conversation anymore. And I had that glaze. I wasn't listening to anything she was saying. I was just like, that Stan Hansen. And I went over to introduce myself and stuff. But that was like one of the highlights of uh, like I, I never, I don't usually get nervous when I meet a wrestler. But Stan Hansen, I was like, he was like the man, you know. Oh yeah, oh, that still is, did, dude. Still he had, is. He had tobacco coming out of his mouth. And yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Got nine kids. I got a fat wife, and I got to feed him. You know. I so hard. <laughs> yeah, they just knock like, your head off, dude. <laughs> yeah, and he's like spitting all over their microphone, and the announcer while he's talking. He's he was yeah, he strong as an ox, just manly as can be. Just and he's like epitomized of wrestling. Yeah. One yeah. of few guys that Bruiser Brody respected. Like you see Bro- Brody, like he obviously respected him when they wrestle. And so, like that—that that was that—that that alone was pretty awesome. Yeah. You guys say, uh, outside of like, you know, maybe your dad or anybody in your family, who your favorite wrestlers are? Stan Hansen is definitely one of mine. Yeah, I mean, we love, you know, Misawa, yeah, Kobashi, you know, all that, all that like early '90s Japanese stuff, man. And we so. love current, but also, you know, he was a man back then, but uh, not current. A great Muda, of course, but a more I Fuji. love the Muda. Absolutely love him. And Kabuki, man. Yeah, Kabuki. but, but um, uh, uh, more Fuji for wrestling, Noah and Kenta, those guys are what really made us fall in love with uh, Japanese wrestling, which made us do our history and learn about, like, Masawa and all of them. But it was actually Kenta and Morfuji, Segura, those guys that really made us, like, man, this is not like wrestling I've ever seen before. These guys are, like, murdering each other and putting on, like, mouthpieces yeah. and stuff. Murder yeah. clinics. <laughs> no, yeah. Our, our first our first show at Noah was – it was crazy. Watching guys put mouthpieces in. Like, why do they put mouthpieces in? And then they're forming each other and, like – Spitting teeth oh, out. Oh, this isn't like wrestling back home that we've seen on TV. Yeah, this is so different. This man. is like, and the crowd's just quiet the whole time. They're just, and all you hear is just like an impact. Ugh, ugh, like, like the bone on bone, just contact, like sound. And you're just like, and then a headbutt, the guy grabs the guy's ears, and you hear the, oh. like you hear it. He's like, oh man. <laughs> skull on two skull. Two hitting each other. Yeah, skull on skull. <laughs> the whole crowd can hear it. Like, what the heck, man? <laughs> It was crazy. Yeah, no, it made it made a huge impact on us. I think just seeing, just having to be ringside for like three months straight and see that every night and that burnt into your brain, it just burnt into your brain. I'm like, man, these guys are animals. They're just crazy. Yeah. They don't care, you know. And when we're just young and new and just getting into it, it just made 
just like just like when you're into wrestling as a kid or something like it just does something to you at that formative stage yeah. or something where you're just like this is awesome it, it got a, sticking to it it got a little uh, uh serious though the first three months we just watched them kill each other and then the second three months like, oh, we have to fight them. <laughs> That's like back in the day when guys read on the board, like, who are we wrestling tonight? Oh, we got the Road Warriors. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'd hate to see that. I remember, like, the one guy you don't you don't snap mirror and kick in the back is Kenta. Not Kenta. Segura. Segura, yeah. It's the one guy you don't do that to because he's going to, like, forearm your head off and I, I was thinking so so much about not doing that that I that's literally like the, the first thing, thing I did. did I was like and then in wrestling I saw like, he started forearming Ross so bad and brought him to the corner and just like hitting his lifeless body and in <laughs> wrestling if if his tag partner uh walks to walks to his his partner the referee is going to block you and get let give the give the guys longer time to beat your brother up and mm. so I was really going to try to break it up like get off my brother but the referee just like stood in front of me, wouldn't let me go, and they just like he just did it even harder and more. And then to restart the count. Meanwhile, I'm just taking these elbows taking forearm oh. shots. You don't the referee. That's <laughs> like, wait, bad. let me get back out of the ring. Here. I know. <laughs> I'm a good boy. Just go. Just go. Watch. Watch what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, on that note, gentlemen, it's been a absolute pleasure. But before we end here. Um, would you please kindly let everybody listening and watching know where they can find you guys at on social media, where they can score some merch at, and maybe where they can watch you at? Yeah, well, if you want to get some merch, um, you can go to mlwshop.com and grab all your Von Eric merch. We're also on Pro Wrestling Tees at the Von Eric store. Follow us on Twitter, Marshall Von Eric, at, at Ross, Ross Von Eric. And then we on Instagram, we're, uh, we share Instagram because we're bad at it. So we're at Ram, Ross and Marshall Von Eric. <laughs> we, we, we got our own Instagrams and we're both terrible at it. So together we make like a decent human being yeah. at, at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and even then it's hard, yeah, we don't we post like once a month even then we're, we're still just trying yeah i just got into twitter i'm actually starting to post stuff and like i didn't use it for like two years yeah it's a weird beast to get into man social media it's it is yeah oh. if i if i get too into it though like i was like well where'd the whole day go and i get like all right. depressed and stuff so <laughs> I, I gotta go i gotta go like uh, every now and then i just put my phone down for the day but then i have messages everyone's mad at me and and I just pick one or the other. It's a lose lose sometimes. Yeah. You were cool the whole time though. I, I I went. I did a pretty lengthy. I didn't. I didn't respond to him for a little bit. I was like, oh shoot, and I got back to you. But I remembered you for because I got my uh, calendar got deleted, so I didn't. I have podcasts all week, and a few people gotten back, but I know there was more than what I have marked down. So oh yeah, I saw that. No and I was like, shit, man. I was like. Oh shit! I hope he didn't forget. Like it, it, it's like I said, it's like I don't want to be that guy that's like, "Hey, you got something else going on? It's cool, man. We we reschedule, oh, yeah, we do yeah, whatever." Like I am the one, you know, to get to leave that sour <laughs> taste in your mouth. You know, I hope you guys had a good time on the show. We had an awesome time. Awesome this was time. Awesome. Yeah, man. This was yeah, one of our favorites for sure. And I love the the MLW banner that that, that, that that's on a screen right now. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. nice. <laughs> Hell yeah! I can't wait for that. And, when you guys are in Chicago, definitely, man. We'll have to go out and uh, treat you to some deep dish pizza or something. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. That would be awesome. Some good Chicago food, man. Love pizza. Let us know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in this week. And make sure that you follow Ross and Marshall Von Eric on all social media. Be sure to watch them with MLW. You can catch them on MLW's YouTube channel right now. And the restart is coming. It's coming soon. You'll be able to get MLW anywhere, anytime, yeah. anywhere. Ah.
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For threatening the savage. Yeah, this is the juice saying, wet him up, wet him up, wet him up. I'm so wet for the Vonary boys. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that. Better. Oh my gosh. That was oh, great. Man, <laughs> you gonna so do what? sex to me? Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.